Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same. That's me. And with us here, too, special guest, friend of the show, distinguished Arthur, author, Greg Prado, ladies and gentlemen. Greg, how are you? Good. TJ Grumpy, how's it going? What is distinguished Arthur? It's like King Arthur. Is he distinguished? Yeah, like Arthur. You know, like Arthur, the guy that showed up on like PBS when you were like uh, when you put on the TV as a kid. Arthur Grumpy. That's what it is. Distinguished author Grumpy. What was what was Arthur? He was like an was he an anteater or a, he was he wasn't an anteater. He was some yellow thing. I don't know. He wasn't yellow. Yes, he was. Pull up a picture, of Arthur. He was not yellow. Oh. What about the film called Arthur from 1981, starring um, Dudley Moore? <clears throat> Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli. TJ, isn't that isn't that one of your favorite films? Yes, I'd say that right. that kind of is up there, right up with like The Godfather and stuff like that. That's Scarface, that. right? Scarface, exactly. It's high up there. It's high up on the list, Grumpy. Here you go. Arthur or Arthur is yellow, Grumpy. Just like I told you, he looks more. Bl- that does. It looks kind of brown to me. <laughs> I don't know. He looks yellow. Whatever the hell he is. Maybe what is he's... what type of animal is Arthur? I don't Aardvark? know. Aardvark. That's it. He's an Aardvark. Okay. That's it. Arthur the Aardvark. Okay. <laughs> but yes, as I as I butcher, yes, Greg, distinguished writer, distinguished, distinguished author, grumpy old man. That's better for you. Better. Um, who has written? We've we've talked about the great books he's written, obviously, Dynasty, The Oral History of the New York Islanders, 1972 to 1984. Again, we've talked about, you know, the the, the books that he they writes on music, Grumpy. You know how much of a, a positive impact I am and how much I contribute when we talk about music. <laughs> but I know he's got two recent books, Grumpy, that have come out. And I know you've had a chance to read some of these books, Grumpy. The 100 Greatest Songs of Punk Rock and Heavy Metal. To me, yeah. I thought they were the same, to be honest. Uh, Punk rock and heavy metal, but apparently they're different. They're, oh, my God. You see, come on. Okay. Punk rock. Punk rock lasted from when? Like maybe 1974 to like 1982? That was, that was the first wave. Then you had all these other waves of punk rock, and then there's the debate. Is Green Day punk rock? Are they not punk rock? No, Who knows? Not. It was just a different time. Um, but but I just something I noticed, you know, I did a review for Greg's uh, his two previous books that we've talked about. And I guess they must have spurred on sales because now Greg's feeling kind of full of himself. And it's like Greg Prado presents. That's how the <laughs> book run up. It's like Greg Prado presents. So he's a big shot now. He's like a, a really distinguished Arthur right now. So yes. we got to watch that. Once you, once you become a distinguished author, then you can start doing your name presents a certain book or something like that. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, everybody everybody knows, too. And we talk, we love, always loved the history of the Islanders, that dynasty era, how it's told there from the individuals. Now, you read the audiobook, too. This is like on the audiobook. If, I, if I'm correct, this is you, Greg, who reads the audiobook. You get to listen to Greg's soothing voice. Is that not right? It is. Yes, it's very authentic to hear an Islanders audiobook with someone with a nice Long Island accent, such as myself, reading it to you. I right? want to say, you know, Greg, what do you think it would be like if TJ wrote a book and, well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> it'll be a children's book. But let's say that he wrote a book 
uh-huh. then he he did the audio version himself. How do you think that would sound? First of all, <laughs> whatever is on the written page would not necessarily be what came out of his mouth. And how long do you think it would take for a book like that? Like, let's Well, say- something I've always felt about TJ is I think he has a very, very good broadcaster's voice. I think people have actually talked about that in the past, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, you, you, you have the broadcaster's voice, but then you said that sometimes you trip over words, right? Of course. Yeah. So it would probably take years in order to get that done. <laughs> The cat has stripes, gives him trouble sometimes. But now, what do you think of this idea for a book, an oral history about the life of the grumpy old man? Wow. What do you th- I-, I would have to interview all of your sons, all your friends, former uh, co-workers, fan- fans, fans of the show. Well, we, you got to remember that um, the grumpy old man saga has not been fully told yet. Yeah. Uh. That's right. So I don't think I don't know if that's a one volume one of two or whatever. Who knows? <laughs> the grumpy old man. And if the book gets option to a movie, who would you like to play the role of grumpy old man? Uh, have to be somebody you know, really good looking, smart, intelligent, funny. Um, Harrison Ford, maybe. He's a little too old, <laughs> and he's got he's got too much hair left, so it would, couldn't be him. Right. I have to think of somebody who's you know a little bit more follically challenged. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I have to figure that some, you know, it's like who would play Son X, who would play TJ. Right. You know, those are important characters too. Well, so. hold on. Grumpy X always said you looked like that guy now that's older from Roseanne. Who the hell is he? John Goodman. John Goodman. John Goodman. That's who could play the grumpy old man. It could be John Goodman. Hey, grumpy. I've had other people say that about me in the past as well. <laughs> <laughs> who would play the role of Phil's facts in the movie? Oh god. Um, <laughs> Dustin Diamond, who's dead, the oh. guy who was the guy who was Screech on Saved yes, by the I remember him. He would have been perfect. Or actually, the guy who was in the movie Grease, the little nerd. <laughs> I don't even, I, <laughs> Melvin, his name is Melvin. I forget his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yes, yeah, that'd be Phil. Yeah. Before, oh my God, I'll always the glasses, always with a button-up shirt, right? I'll pull up the picture of that. But before we get too much into the show here today, um, for those of you who are new, oh God, for those of you who are new to the channel, <laughs> welcome. This is a twice a week All Islanders podcast. It takes place every single Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the channel, we encourage you to do, to do a few things. We encourage you subscribe on youtube we encourage you to like on facebook and to follow on twitter if you enjoy the content we put out if you enjoy the podcast and the audio format and the video format make sure you leave a thumbs up or a five-star review for grumpy as he likes them so uh, make sure you leave a thumbs up apparently helps the algorithm it gets this fun time of shooting shit and talking islanders out to the masses um so again make sure you subscribe on youtube like on facebook and follow on twitter um now grumpy i'll pop this up on screen and let this kind of start to to marinate for you but um (laughs) and we also have that's him that's phil a secondary podcast called tj and the grumpy old man that takes place on thursdays 9 p.m eastern standard time and on sundays 8 p.m eastern standard time again called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It's just an all-sports podcast. We talk anything and everything sports. We talk NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, college athletics, world football, anything and everything sports. Um, it's myself, the Grumpy Old Man, and the magnificent Sun X just talking sports and shooting the shit. Again, 
Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find that in the link in the description below or as a featured page here on our YouTube channel. And now also what we've got linked in is we've got all of Greg's. I've linked Greg's author bio, his Arthur bio. I, I can't <laughs> even remember how to screw it up, but we've linked his bio there so you can find all the books that Greg has written. We've also linked the Islanders Dynasty book as well so you can see that. Anytime you're thinking about a nice birthday gift for an Islander fan or anybody who, who likes regaling on the glory days of the Islanders, which seems so far in the distant past, that is the best way to make sure that you keep up on that. So we've got all that link in the, linked in the description below here um, where you can go ahead and find Greg's books. You can find them there on Amazon. Is it just mostly Amazon, Greg, or can I find you? At, if I go to Barnes & Noble, let's say I went to a bookstore, can I find Greg there? Is it mostly on Amazon? Certain books of mine you could find at the bookstore, such as the Sack Exchange book, which was about the 80s Jets, like that one you could find. But... I'd say the best price you're going to find is on Amazon because Amazon, most of my books are Kindle, audiobook, hardcover, and also paperback. And uh, I'm also on Twitter. I always, because I do like also, besides books, I also write for websites and magazines. So I always post my latest articles on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash Greg Prado writer. And then the last thing I'll say, the last plug is I currently sign up for a cameo. So if anyone wants me to give some kind of Ooh. greeting or something, I'm totally available now. Grumpy. Greg's got a cameo. Grumpy. Five bucks. Grumpy. Five bucks we... for a Greg Prado message. Can yeah. we do a Greg Prado and we hooping dual message? Grumpy, <laughs> how do dual cameos work, Grumpy? And is this something that we need to make sure that we get on with the Magnificent Sun X? How would this work, Grump? I don't know. And honestly, I don't care. Oh, Grumpy. Grumpy, didn't you once say that you would that you would leave the show if they ever got a we hooping on the... Uh... I absolutely just click off would go click. Oh man. But yes, that's where you can find Greg. See, look at Greg. Now Greg is doing that. cameo and five bucks, you know, that's not I mean, you know, that's not excessive. But Greg's actually done something. Okay. Yeah, he's he's written books there, Grump. Yeah. I mean, you know, that takes time and effort and research. That other goof, he's done nothing. <laughs> nothing. He's such a failure. <laughs> I, I mean, and I don't know what a clown like that would charge, but I guarantee you it's more than five bucks. Let me ask you this, Greg. What's the what's the the story behind this little logo here? <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna tell you my thoughts. He was Good. a character who was on the Wild Thornberry show, but he got written out early. That's oh, what wow. it looks like to me. Well, what it is, that was a little uh that was a little thing that someone drew for, I I write for a website called Song Facts, and for each uh author they have an artist draw a little doodle of the person. And the thing I'm wearing on my head is actually a Devo hat, you know, the Devo from Whippet. Whip it. And uh, I sometimes wear glasses and I sometimes have a goatee, but currently I have no goatee. Well, there so, it is. Okay. Well, now it's explained, yeah. Grumpy. Now I understand. Okay. Gotcha. I always wondered what that was there for. Jake, can you name two Devo songs? And I said <laughs> two for a reason. Whip it. If I, if I wait, oh, you got one. All right. What do you say? Whip it? Whip it. Yeah. Said it. Well, yeah. That's why I said two because we just talked about it. And Greg mentioned Whip It. If we would have waited to the end of the show, TJ would have forgot. But can you think of another one? No. TJ, you, you probably know the Devo song called Smells Like Teen Spirit, right? No, that's not them. That's somebody else who sings that All song. Right, I couldn't name who sings that song, but I know it's not Devo. That's different time period. Smell is that, that, was, that was sung by uh, Tony Bennett. 
Oh, it's Green Day or something or Nirvana. Something. Nirvana. There you go. There you there you go. go. It was like Teen Spirit. Okay. And Tony Bennett just passed away. What? I know. It's sad. You know, a couple sad. weeks ago. Yeah. He was pretty I don't old. Know who that is? He's oh, dead. Jesus. He's dead. So you'll never get to meet him. <laughs> One last point I just want to point out. Every single time I come on, I have like a different hairstyle. I noticed. I don't know why. It's- I was about to say, look at this, Grumpy. He's got he's got his hair. Grumpy, your hair kind of looks like all over the place. All is, you know. I just didn't spray it down. TJ, yours looks like Gumby as usual. I do what I can. And Greg's got the nicest hair on the show. It's not hard <laughs> to take that to take that title, but uh, it's there. Oh, for wait. You, Something else I'm wearing. There you go. Oh, looky there. Grumpy's groupies. There you go. What about you, TJ? I'm just wearing some sort of vineyard vine shirt. I just pulled it out of the drawer. Loser. Bucky's. Now I I should have been wearing a Bucky's. That'd have been nice. But uh, Grumpy, it's better than wearing a Patriots Super Bowl shirt. Okay, okay, Grumpy. Um, okay. You know, <laughs> I I associate with champions. You associate with whales. I don't know. Go figure it out. <laughs> the, hey, Grumpy. Uh, you know, let's talk. Let's get let's get talking to the little Islanders. Let's let's tighten. Now, Greg, we've had quite a, a slow off season. I'd say, and I'm not sure if you guys have seen the news, at least updating on the Islanders. Um, it looks like the Islanders are bringing back John McClain as their power play coach. Remember how bad and miserable the power play was last year? Yes. And remember all those questions that Lou was asking. And Greg, you may have seen that. that Lou had some questions to ask at the end of the mm-hmm. season, and nothing was set in stone. It looks like John McClain will be back and that no coaches – We'll get the old boot from this Islander staff. Now, Greg, I kind of want to get you to weigh in on that. What you think? Yeah, that makes absolutely no sense. Well, first of all, uh, the last time I was on, we uh, it was before the season ended. So, I mean, that was just such a horrible, disappointing ending. But you kind of come to ex- it, it, you kind of come to expect that now from the Islanders, the uh, inevitable kick to the private parts. You know, so yeah, as well. I mean, you know, I mean, I know Grumpy and TJ. I know that you both didn't think the Islanders had a chance with beating the Canes, but I know like the, there were games that they were in it. And then of course, fluke goals happen inopportune penalties, brain farts. I mean, just anything that, that could go wrong. The Islanders find a way to make it go wrong. And then you have to go to sleep with a sickening pit in your stomach. (laughs) That's just the way it is. Okay. Because we don't beat Carolina. Doesn't matter how, doesn't matter what they do. We don't beat them period, end of sentence, end of story. The most disturbing thing about – not this, uh, all right, John McClain's coming back, big whoop-de-doo. Didn't matter or not talented enough anyway, so it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. We have made no changes to this roster from the end of the year, not one in the coaching staff or right. players. I think probably Lou's rationale is that this team healthy is a great team, which – it is, a, it is a good team when healthy, but no team ever stays perfectly healthy from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And you saw last year what happened when people started going down, like Wallstrom and also <clears throat> Barzal. Suddenly they start losing and the chemistry isn't the same. So I don't know what exactly he's thinking with not doing any major trades or changes. And it's inexcusable not to fire the last power play coach. I mean, the Islanders' power play has been awful for how many years? And it, it just – well, first of all, cost them the series in the conference cha- in the conference finals against the Lightning, right? It definitely didn't help. I mean, our, our special teams were 
they've been subpar, you know, throughout the entire years and years and years. Yeah. I don't get it. And, and it's, it's been like that. It's, it's been a struggle point for us last year. It was on full display. Mm -hmm. I think we don't need to make any changes to how things are set up to what we're going to do on the ice. I mean, like, are we expecting, are we expecting McLean to say, Hey, I'm just going to go ahead and adopt a brand new system on our power play. That usually the coaches usually do that. They adopt brand new systems and and are very malleable and don't have a certain way that they conduct themselves. But uh, yeah, so it's I, I I don't get I don't get keeping him. I don't think that we were going to see. I, I cannot see how our power play can be worse than what it was last year. If you know what I mean, there's no way we can go from second worst in the league to worst. I don't think. I can't think of any other team when they get a power play that you uh, that you wish they didn't get a power play because you know something bad's going to happen. Like last year, I was hoping the Islanders just, w- just wouldn't get a power play. That that's how bad it was. <laughs> well, we weren't that good on five on five either. So better better on five and five than it was a power play. I just I, you know you mentioned well maybe we lost to Tampa Bay because of power play. No, we lost to Tampa Bay because they're just better than we are. I it doesn't. It, uh, you know, I've already thrown in the towel on the 23-24 season. Absolutely not going to make the playoffs. Um, you listen to some people, the Lamanites, and uh, they think, well, everyone else is going to get worse and we're going to get better. No one's going to improve. Everyone's going to regress, but the Islanders are going to take off. I don't know. Uh, like I said, it's just kind of – they're just wrong. Uh, like I said, we're keeping the receipts here. It- it's funny, Greg, and I have to tell you now, people have been always asking us, saying we need to get Grumpy a Twitter. Now, I, I just to let everybody know, Grumpy does have a Twitter, and he's operating in the shadows. Ooh. He does not have, and he's one of those accounts where it's like guest ABC123, whatever, something that you would never guess that's the Grumpy Old Man, no name associated with him, but he's been doing some reconnaissance on Twitter. Right. He's he's discovered we're going to talk about this. He's still Not in today. the process. I know, later another point. He's still in the process, but he thinks he has maybe cracked the code with Islanders Twitter. Oh, right. he has been Grumpy's been hard at work and that's all I'm going to say. We, we're going to talk about it ad nauseum. Grumpy said there's still no, a few I, things. I, Not today. I know, Grumpy. Not to, Can you say it more times? We're not doing it today, Grumpy. Grumpy has still got a little bit more to tie off some, some loose ends, but he's close. He is about crack the code. He, he, he talked to me about what he was thinking about. I'm like, holy shit, Grumpy old man. I've done some invest- on point. I have done some investigative reporting, and I've, came up, I've come up with uh, a reason why certain things are happening. And let me tell you some people who are fans of this site really should be paying attention. You're going to have to watch out. Oh, gosh. I was going to ask say- a quick question. I was going to ask, now, is there any chance, instead of thinking negatively, if we all think positively about the Islanders next season, that like a fluke could happen, everything falls into place and they're actually good? Is, is there any chance? There is a chance if all the other franchise disband. I think, I think the Islanders have like a 50-50 chance of winning the Cup. But now, and and just one other point I want to say with the Islanders and Canes, I know the Islanders have trouble against the Canes, but it's not as hopeless a feeling as say the Mets and Braves. Like when the Mets play the Braves, I I know the Mets are going to find a way to lose. With the Islanders and Canes, I mean, at least they made it interesting in the playoffs, right? No, they found no. a way to lose. I mean, the the Mets beat the Braves more than one out of every five times. I guess true. And guess what? That's not the case with the Hurricanes. They own us. 
What about such useless uh, stuff like you were telling me that the Islanders had the best, was it the best record over the last 30 games or something like that? What was it? We were talking this before was, we went on the Yeah, this is this is something that's been uh, it's popping up a lot on Islanders Twitter. And it's it's a funny one. Because who gives a flying shit about that? If I, I mean, when you lose in the first round, who cares how your record was in the last 30 games, right? The Lamanites. So Grumpy's theory ties in with the Lamanites. Hmm. It's it's a crazy theory that all ties together. But the Lamanites on Twitter think because we did nothing in the offseason and the team seriously need to have things done. But we did technically nothing in the offseason. All we did was replace a Zach Parise with a healthy Oliver Wallstrom from the same exact team that lost in the postseason to the Carolina Hurricanes in six games. That's hmm. the only change that was made. People are saying because we played so well over the last 30 games us losing to carolina was just a mere fluke in that even though matt barzal said he was healthy which i don't we don't think he is but he, he swore up and down he was right. why did he play not so many minutes he must have been hurt and he was he was playing injured and that's what stopped us if we had a healthy matt barzal we were beating carolina and we would have beat than the Devils, and then we would have beat the Florida Panthers, and then we would have beat Vegas and won this because we always beat Vegas. Because we always beat <laughs> Vegas, and I say, okay, they want to dismiss the fact that we never beat Carolina, but we always beat Vegas. So we would have actually we're Cup champions. I don't know if you're aware of that, Greg, that we are actually Stanley Cup champions. You want wow. to dismiss it because, and don't don't say that we're not because you'll be labeled as a suppressive personality. So just watch your step. <laughs> I just I just don't remember what it's like to root for a team that actually wins a championship. The last one was 1986 well, with the Mets for me. See, that's that's why people should get Greg's book, because all the Lamanites, the Islander book. What's the name of the book again, TJ? Put it it's up. It's called Dynasty. Dynasty. There it is. Looky there. He's got the hard the oral history of the New York Islanders. There you go. This had, like, this had amongst the last interviews ever with like Al Arbor, Bill Torrey, Clark Gillies, some people that are sadly no longer with us. And that's exactly what and uh, that I wanted up this one here, so people know where to get it from. Um, people like the Lamanites, they think you know, being getting to the semifinals and getting beat by a better team, that's like these are like glory days. No, if you actually read a book like this, or even the the Kindle version where Greg gets it to read to you, you would actually appreciate what it's like and know what it's like to be on a winning, to be a fan of a winning franchise. Okay, because that's not the case today. We are a middle of the road, treadwill to mediocrity team. That's what we are. If they read this, they're going to say, what is this? You mean teams can actually win? You mean just being like second losers and not qualifying <laughs> for the playoffs or getting beat in the first round of playoffs? I thought that was as great as it could be. No, it's not the case, people. And here's the thing. Maybe they will become enlightened and come on over to our side. Yes, I was going to say when you could you can remember what the goal is. The goal is after you come off of such a shitty time period for the franchise. The goal is not just to make the postseason every year. You remember when you take a flip back through the annals of of the Islanders franchise, you're able to see, oh wow, this is how you go from a team that's not winning cups, a team that maybe has chance to have that's close to being a real contender winning Stanley Cups. This is the process. These are the individuals who are talking about the process and how it and how they established one of the greatest dynasties in all of hockey. 
I wish I was just a little bit older at the time when the Islanders were winning the Stanley Cups because I was watching them, but just I kind of just assumed it would go on forever. I, w- I wish I could have savored it a little bit more, especially since they've stunk so badly ever since then. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, I lived, I mean, I was, you know, I was certainly old enough to remember everything from those cup runs. Mm-hmm. And you never think it's going to end when you're that good. If you're an Islander fan now, do you think the mediocrity is ever going to end? I don't. <laughs> I always hope that like one year there's going to be like a pleasant surprise, like with the, like to skip sports with those two, the first two years with Rex Ryan and the Jets, they just came out of nowhere and were good for those two years. I always hold out hope with that, but it never seems to happen. And they were just good enough to not be good enough. And that's the other thing about the Islanders this year. They were lucky to even get in the playoffs. If they lost the last game or more, just one or two more games, they wouldn't, they wouldn't even be in the playoffs. So then the season would have been a, a complete uh, failure. It's okay. We still would have been Stanley Cup champions in the eyes of the Lamanites. Doesn't matter. TJ, I'd like you to read, before we go too much further, the second comment. First one from Rick Roma, please. It's for you. Oh, yeah. No, we'll read that in a second. He's got a birthday <laughs> wish, Grumpy. We'll wait to read that one. I saw that. I chuckled at that birthday wish earlier, but uh, yes. Okay. Uh, that, that'll be a good one. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's hard to think that such a distinguished franchise many years ago fell on such hard times, and now the fan base that was so accustomed to winning and accustomed to being a perennial a cup contender now celebrates over the chance maybe to make the postseason. Oh, that's what we should be excited. There's a lot of excitement on Long Island. Our team made no changes in the offseason. We lost in the first round of the playoffs. Our players got older, but hey, we can make the postseason. Hey, didn't you see? Uh, um, uh, we had uh, they, uh, we had Patrice Bergeron retired from Boston. Boston's getting worse around us, guys. We can pass Boston up in the standings, and they're not going to make the postseason. It means maybe we're going to finish higher in the end of the standings. Isn't that right, guys? Okay, you know, true. Bergeron retired. We were expecting that. I don't know what you know. Like they have wins above replacement. I don't know what Bergeron's were. But, I'm sure good. But here's the thing. They could be 15 games worse than they were last year, and they'd still make the playoffs. I mean, just think about that. I don't, and he's thinking, would it surprise me if they were 15 games worse than last year? No, it would not. It would still give them, I think, like 104 or 106 points. You think the Islanders are getting that many points? They're not. I'm just happy the Penguins are stupid enough to sign that awful goalie again. <laughs> Tristan Yar, yeah. Yes. I still think Pittsburgh's making the playoffs this year. I don't know with that yeah, grumpy that that goalie last year was he sucks the worst goaltending like I've ever seen. He's well, no, I take that back. The worst goaltending I've ever seen was Hextall in, in the 1994 playoffs. Yeah, that was by far the worst goaltending was, I've ever seen. He was still under contract to Philadelphia, even though he's wearing an island uniform. That yeah. awful, the worst, oh lowest. He's they're bad, but it's like you're seeing the Lamanites are trying to to find any reason to be excited about the season. Now, here's the thing. I think there are reasons to be excited about the season. We spent all of last podcast talking about things to look out for during camp, reasons to be excited. Now, you could fit all of that in one podcast for an entire offseason. So, you know, you do the math. There's not all that many, but there are reasons to be excited. Just not as many as others are are, are trying to display. 
Now, I was on that podcast. What were the reasons again? <laughs> we we could see Noah Dobson take his step forward. We could oh. see maybe Romanoff surround himself into being a more a more solid defense or solid defenseman. We could what about see- what about what about the guy Bull Duke? What about him? Yeah, he's he's a guy to be excited about too as to what he looks like this year. Angval, Angval too. Yeah. Now we didn't we didn't include him. We did include Wallstrom, seeing what Wallstrom could do a full year with Matt Barzal and Bohor. That he always gets reason. hurt though. So what's to say he's not going to be hurt this year again? I don't. Right? Know. If he gets hurt again, I'm I'm willing to chalk him up as a bust. But I still have maybe a sliver of hope that maybe he'll pan out. Okay. Who do you, TJ? Who do you think is sturdier, Wallstrom or Mackay Becton? That's Mackay Becton. Oh, you have to agree. Makai Becton, he's 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 ready to make a hell of a year. That he's ready to have a hell of a year for the Jets this year. Going to be big. I hope so. But don't we have pre? uh, Don't we have training camp film? Makai Becton? No, we don't. Grumpy, it's been lost forever. Sorry, Grumpy, we've lost McDonald's footage of him. Oh, wait, so now just just to jump back to something before, I don't think we've fully explored. uh, Grumpy, did you check out the my my latest two books or two Kindle books? The 100 Greatest Songs of Punk Rock. The 100 Greatest Songs of Heavy Metal, two two totally different things. $2.99 each. A bargain, yeah. right? Absolutely. But I don't know if I'd want to listen to Greg too much. I'd rather get the the uh, the paper book back version myself. No, they're Kindle, <laughs> they're Kindle versions. Kindle. They're, they're this all is, a, the, this is a Kindle only. Kindle I'm, only. I'm, that's right. I'm sorry. I Well, you know, here's the thing. I got a copy of them. And I just put them on here. It's like, yeah, I guess it is a Kindle. I guess it is. Do you know what a Kindle is, Grumpy? Yeah, I know what it is. I know what it is. All right. You make don't gotta try to make me feel bad. I got it. There you go. Yeah. There it is, Grumpy. And look, look, okay. Look, look I don't buy many books, but if I'm if I'm if I'm shopping for a book, you can't get a book that cheap unless you're like a Goodwill and the books had like a million years worth of wear and tear on it. It's missing <laughs> a few pages. So that's right. Know, and and also with these two books, I uh, constructed Spotify playlists for each in the book. It's a link you click on, and you can listen yes. to all the all the songs in there. Yes. And and something that because here's the thing I don't agree with all of Greg's songs from the top 100. We've had this issue with him before. He doesn't pick enough of the songs that I like. He picks whatever songs he likes. And he's you're actually, you're a huge Iron Maiden fan, Grumpy, aren't you? No, you know I'm not. And somehow and Greg explained earlier you can't he can't put any more than three songs of a certain band in there because you know he wants to remain you know diversified. Somehow, three Iron Maiden songs made it on the heavy metal list. They're not even in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, are they? Hold on, no, but they definitely should be because too, although right? I particularly don't like a lot of modern day heavy metal, I'm telling you, Iron Maiden is probably the most influential band on all the modern day metal bands. No, I mean, okay, for, no, for, not for, true. for it's worth. Just I'm not sure if that's really worth much, but here's the thing: Greg is shilling for Iron Maiden. He's well, actively out there trying to get them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, and it's just, I'm sorry, it's just not happening. Wait, but uh, Grumpy, you have to be very happy that in the punk rock book I included The Clash because last time with my previous book, you had a problem with The Clash not being included. Well, that's the, true. So, yeah. he, and he did. Of course, they're not as high as they should be. I think and there was one in the top 10, wasn't it? I think it was number 11, I believe it was. Ah, all right. Um, I think it was London Calling. But mm-hmm. they had, uh, there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of other good. And here's the thing. I'm not quibbling with the punk rock song, so I'm not. It's just Iron Maiden that I know Greg has. He just got that that love for Iron Maiden. But here's the thing that these books do do. All right? They do do. Um, do do. That's right. Wait, are you saying, wait, are you saying these books are do do? No, no. This is what okay. they do do, though. Oh, okay. I got it. 
and Greg, I'm glad you pointed that out. The fact that you can link to the actual song since you're when you're on the computer or uh, your Kindle, whatever device you have, mm. and you just beep beep, and you get to listen to it. So you say, oh, let's listen if, Greg, if Greg's description of the song and what he's talking about. Let's see if it matches. Let's see if the song's any good. Oh, it is pretty good. And for a lot of people, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say most, but I'm going to say that TJs of the world um, <laughs> have absolutely no knowledge at all about punk rock in particular. Um, and even heavy metal for the most part, they're mostly, uh, those are mostly musical genres that are kind of dead, if you think about it. But anything, and what Greg's doing is he's bringing to life and trying to, uh, get trying to expand the audience of these songs and these artists. And that's really something that uh, I feel needs to be done because if you don't, everything today is like nothing existed past two weeks ago. That's just the way society is now. And it's nice to see someone like Greg, who's done the research and gone back and is trying to expand people's uh, horizons when it comes to music. I mean, honestly, a really impressive job. And I did love, I just did love the, the links of the songs. I was going to pop one on here, but I'm like, no, TJ loses mind if I did that. So, <laughs> well, thank you, Grumpy. So, so Grumpy, would you say that you agreed with some of the selections? Did yes, oh, yes, some of them. Yeah. Some of them are bad as usual. All right, Maiden. Oh, um, oh but, wait, I was going to ask you, what do you think that I went with two? I think I went with two somewhat. No, I, 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 I selected two Led Zeppelin songs. One was kind of a, a, a obscure type selection. Well, I, which which one was that? Hold on, Greg. Now you're gonna make me pull it up. I mean, I could I could just tell you if you want. You want to just tell yeah, you? Just tell me, please. Okay. Well, the the obvious one that's included is, of course, whole lot of love that was included, but the obscure one, Achilles' um, last stand. Yeah, Achilles' last stand. Now, see, that's not even my favorite song off that off that album, off the present album. But it's probably their one of their most heavy. It's like one of their most heaviest songs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I liked. Um, Cashmere? No, not no. Rumpled underfoot. Nope. Uh, from that album. Oh, from that album. Oh, is it the second song called "For Your Life"? Yes, "For Your yes. Life." Absolutely. I, I like that one a lot too. But. That's the one. That's the one I was hoping was going to be on there. Mm. And Greg always disappoints me. I think he does. <laughs> I tell him the songs I like. Says, "Well, I was going to play pick that one, but no." I'm going for something else. Well, for see, your life, absolutely yeah, love for your life. See, yeah, because I was trying to balance like what you'd expect, what you wouldn't expect, maybe a few controversial things, things that you uh, that you didn't know, like some songs that maybe you didn't think were going to be there, or songs you may have forgotten about. And that's and that's that's the thing, right? What Greg's trying to do is, I mean, I know a lot of people love Achilles' Last Stand. Mm -hmm. I like For Your Life better, um, but I'm quibbling when you're saying, oh. I like this one better than Zeppelin's great. Right. And that's with a lot of these bands, but how often do you hear, I mean, do they even play Achilles last stand on the radio? Anymore? No, cause it's uh, too long. Yeah. I mean, they used to have deep cuts, you know, mm -hmm. or something where they play something like that, but that's not even, I don't, like I said, I don't even listen to radio anymore and certainly not. Coming around to the dark side, grumpy. No radio. That's what I'm that's, talking. That's why I got all the CDs over there. Oh, now, now, grumpy, grumpy. Were you happy to see that Cheech and Chong "Earache My Eye" was included in the uh, heavy metal book? No, but that's okay. That's okay because you know, hey, I Greg is Greg's trying to have a little bit of fun as well. A little bit of fun, and so there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, how many people think heavy metal when they think Cheech and Chong? 
I'm going to right now fill you in on a secret. The real reason why I did these two books is I want TJ to finally embrace music and learn about punk rock and also heavy metal. That was the real reason. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a lost cause at this point. Yeah. I, I have not, I've not listened to the radio now. I'm, I'm nine months pretty much without Ooh. listening to the radio. So, Oh yeah. Because for people that may be brand new to this, your shtick was you would only listen to it on Fridays, right? That's yep. when you're driving to work the only time. It was a little treat on a Friday treat. And now it's just no radio. I just drive in silence. Was it talk radio or would it be actual like songs that you'd be songs? I couldn't even tell you what the hell the name of the station was or what they're playing. It's been so long since I last listened, but okay, yeah, it's all it's all gone. No more radio, no more listening. Why? Like, what, what, what exactly made you decide to forget about the radio? It's just nice to kind of drive in silence. How okay. often do we get silence in life where I'm like, I'm just driving in silence? I think the real reason, Greg, is that he doesn't know how to program the channels for where he lives now. So they have the old Charlotte channels on there, and it's a tss, so that's all he gets. Uh, no. <laughs> one day, maybe TJ, who knows? Maybe one day you wake up and you'll say, you know what? I really want to listen to some rock and roll music, and you'll suddenly listen to music. He's been to Bruce Springsteen concerts, and he's like, oh, I want to go. <laughs> Just not a big music guy. I'm like, here's the, I've never understood concerts. I'm like, uh, no, it's just like, it's not, it's not for me. It's just people playing shit that I could listen to on the radio or I could about concerts. My, my uh, daughter loves, she loves Taylor Swift. And I told her I was going to take her to see Taylor Swift this year. Do you know what the effing tickets are for Taylor Swift? Yes, he does. Way oh. too fucking much because the lovely oh my page, God. lovely page, found her way to a Taylor Swift heiress tour. Here's the bad thing, right? With how much I know more probably Taylor Swift songs because uh-huh. the lovely page plays Taylor <laughs> Swift in the house than I know any other music. So mm. I hear those just like consistently on loop, mm. same exact songs. I'm like, those are that. Honestly, that's probably the lo- those are the last songs I've heard. Are all like a million Taylor Swift songs, right? And unbelievably expensive. Now, th- is she going to New York, Taylor Swift? Yeah. Well, what it was was it was about one or two months ago she played uh, where the where, where the uh, Jets and Giants play. Okay, Met huge Life. stadium, and uh, for tickets behind the stage. If I remember correctly, it was almost a thousand dollars a ticket. Ugh. And like I felt horrible because like my daughter really, really wanted to go and I told her I would take her, but I just said I'm I just can't bring myself to spend a thousand dollars for tickets behind the stage. I would have done a thousand dollars if it was like if there were decent seats or like close to the stage, or at least you could see the stage, but not for behind the stage that you not, that you can't see anything, you know. Oh my god! I don't even want to know how much lovely page spent on those goddamn tickets. Now I'm thinking about it. Jeez. And I mean, uh, and and also Grumpy, you and I can remember when going to see Metallica or back in your day, Zeppelin was what like twenty bucks or cheaper. That's it. Twenty yeah. bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah. So I don't know. Twenty bucks for any concert. Twenty bucks. I used to buy them and scalp them. Bullshit! Did you really? Absolutely, I did. You oh, and also, by the way, when did scalping tickets now become 100% legal now? I that know. You go online and it's all these sites are just scalpers is all it is. Hey, yeah. It's like, come on. It's like, okay, verified tickets, whatever. You resale, ticket resale, and they put up whatever price it is. Hmm. Oh, you know, if uh, something else Islanders related, if you want to talk about it. I went to uh, my first ever Islanders game at the uh, brand new stadium, and I remember I played you guys this thing. Yeah, yes, we remember that. We remember, remember that. that? Uh huh. Didn't they yeah, lose so, that game? Uh, so I go there, 
parking is $40 to park inside of a um, place that you have to walk like at least half a mile to the to to, to the arena. 40 bucks to park. 40 bucks inside a uh, garage. Luckily it was like good weather, but if you're if it's a rainstorm or snowing, there's nothing covering over your head for that long half mile walk, so you're going to get drenched. The food was very overpriced. And also I had good seats for the first time I was ever sitting close to the ice. I didn't realize that it is as cold as bloody Alaska. If you're that, like there was cold wind blowing on the back of my neck. I had to go and spend $200 on a, a brand new Islanders jersey because I was freezing my ass off so bad. <laughs> well, they got to make some money out of that uh, that uh, team store. Yeah, but and, and then something else I don't understand. There's no Islanders Museum. The only thing there is is just on a wall. There's just those plaques of the players. Like, wouldn't you think with the, the Stanley Cup years, they should have a whole museum with jerseys and sticks and hockey pads and stuff to like tie that? Tie it in with Jigs McDonald and like they had like who is it? They've got a few little. They've got like a few pieces set up. Like who is it of Grumpy and Greg? Is like is Stan it Jigs and Stan? Stan I thought that oh was- yeah, or, yeah, yeah. But isn't the Stan Fischler thing? That's only for like certain. It, it, it's not open to the public. I don't think. Really, I, I'm almost positive that's not open to the public. I think it's only like one section or for season ticket holders or something. It's. I, I'm almost positive it's uh, not open to the general public. I, I didn't know that. Oh. Huh. I was about to say we've got to find the Islanders have to be good enough for us to justify, I guess, to head up to UBS Arena and to watch them what, play. And it's- what would it take for the Islanders to construct a grumpy old man statue outside of the uh, arena? <laughs> Foresight. That's what that's honesty. What yeah. Honesty, right? Honesty. Truth yeah. and honesty. There you go. You're always going to get truth. Oh. It's like it's it's and it's got to be facing due north. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Do north. Okay. Um, comments time or no? Anytime. Comments. You ready, TJ? I, I'm, I was about to say, I'm just about ready here. Um, now, I will say to tie, to tie it back in, the Islander fans, and I will say, the Lamanites that are going out there and saying, well, our last 30 games, we were on a 107-point pace. If we were on a 107-point pace, uh, we'd be finishing easily. With maybe some home ice advantage in the playoffs too, and and it's a totally different pitcher. We're a much better team, and you're gonna add Matt Barzal to that pitcher. We're so great over those last thirty games. Now, eighteen of those thirty games were against teams that didn't make the playoffs. So, if you That's were to right. say, okay, on a hundred seven point pace, then you would have only played what fifteen games each, and we see that we we were a five hundred team against. Well, before you blow, before you blow your load, Grumpy, you actually have to explain what we're talking about. That's right. Against playoff caliber teams, we were six, five, and one. Six wins, six losses against teams that made the playoffs. Teams that did not make the playoffs, we were 11, four, and three. So, you know, people talk about, oh, man, we're so completely average against teams that make the playoffs. Six and six, six wins, six losses, one of them being a shootout loss, but six wins, six losses. And we play the shit squads, we pumble them. Right. Well, so, yeah. so, so then that makes perfect sense why the Islanders squeaked into the playoffs on the very last game of the season, right? Yes. Yep. We we squeak in and we struggle against good talented teams. We play. It's the reason why we don't beat teams like Carolina. We don't beat top tier teams because historically we're just completely average against the mm-hmm. teams that that make the postseason. It's 
So, you know, it's it's one of those things. I know the logic behind it. I guess it makes all the Lamanites upset. Oh, well, no, a shootout loss is not a loss. It's something completely different, even though it's got loss at the end of that shootout. So, you know, if you don't win, you lose. But, uh, hey, um, let's go ahead. Let's, Grumpy, and let's let's jump into the ad read really quick. Um, and then we'll just start jumping in some comments. Because I see there's some some good comments, I'll tell you that. Oh. <laughs> excited about. Um, but today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code THPN. Bet just five dollars and score hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. Again, this promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred Gambler in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit Gambling Helpline ma.org and new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and why in kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the boot hills casino and resort in kansas <clears throat> in uh in west virginia if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net all games are regulated by the west virginia lottery please play responsibly in partnership with the hollywood casino at charlestown races and connecticut help is available for problem gambling at 888 797-77 or visit ccbg.org. If you must be 21 years or older um, in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One bonus bet uh, or one bonus uh, per or one one boost, I'm sorry, per eligible game. Opt-in is required. You must have a maximum bet of $50. 10-plus um, leg is required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms and conditions at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. It's oh, funny. Man. You started that off so good. Then you were rapid fire reading, and then, of course, you, you stumbled at the three-quarter pole uh, and cost yourself a, ch- a shot to win the race. And you kind of got it back at the end. I, I had to cough, but it was what it is. What it's Drew said, "Yo, what's up, TJ and the crew? I sent you something for Greg to see." Ooh, all right, I like the sound of that. Grumpy, uh, there's a comment for you to read here. No, actually, it says it's a question for TJ. Go <laughs> ahead, TJ, read it up. Hold on a second. Let me see. I'm gonna pop that up on screen here for what what it's what, already uh, posted up. It's already popped up there. Just read it. I'm okay again. Like when I'm trying to pull up some somebody's tweeted us, I don't have that page open, Grumpy. Jesus. So this is what Drew sent us. It says, Dumb Islander fans, when the new general manager does this first press conference after Lou left this organization in shambles. I know the video, I know there's gonna be some yelling and screaming, but let's see. think that the, the gentleman was being very reasonable and i think that she looked up, she sounded a little unhinged grumpy old man what you said no i think actually that uh i think her relationship sounds like it's a little bit on some rocky terms right now <laughs> um, but i think they're back together and they're married and have two children and have a miserable marriage um <laughs> you look at you look at the, the the people around her 
they were kind of stunned with her response. Uh, actually, I'm just going to say one thing. Just looking at the person filming this, I wonder if that's Sun X doing the filming. Why would you think that's Sun X, Grumpy? I was just thinking about the plate video. Ah, the yeah. freaking plate. You keep dropping the plate video, Grumpy, but we never show it, Grumpy. You keep just you keep just dropping like we're going to show the plate video, but we still don't. And you know whose fault that is, Grumpy? It's the warden's fault. It's the warden's fault. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, Rick Roma says, TJ, can you please wish my friend Dashtila Thago Osineni a happy birthday? She really loves the podcast. It didn't mean a lot to her. Thank you. Well, happy birthday, Dashila. I hope you've got a great birthday. Throwing a whole bunch of not Dashila. It's just not. Should That's we all true. sing right now happy birthday to Dashila Thodin Osini? I would just call her Dash Day to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Dashila. Happy birthday to you. you. I can barely pronounce names like Greg, author. I'd have to, I'd have to like, I'd have to abbreviate it to like D. Or I'd have to like she'd have to have a nickname. Somebody would have to have a nickname. If How I can't really pronounce, how about Dash? Hey, if she like any a nickname, just a nickname. Something as you could see by last names, how I just do Mikey D and a Rick R. I have to abbreviate to one letter because as soon as we start getting too complicated, it's not going to happen. But Rick I was going to say, if they schmuck like me can be on a thing like Cameo, you guys should be on Cameo, and you could at least That's like true. make some money off of doing little goofy greetings for birthdays and stuff like that. That's true. Right, you, you, should, should, you know what you that would you take? Look into that. Yeah, it's like you know what that would take more work on my side, <laughs> old man, to screw shit up, and then it comes to me. <laughs> okay, Greg, Greg is my witness here. We, uh, Greg was looking. We were looking for some old pictures of the grumpy old man who That's said right. at his house he didn't have any old pictures of himself. You but, may, what do you make it sound like? I got boxes of pictures sitting down next to me. I don't. Well, yes, you do. You do. Have no, I don't. I, I found it very hard to believe that you don't have any frame pictures of you when you're younger or like your children when they not really my children. Yes, but not me. We've got, a picture. Come on, We've got a picture of the younger years. Oh, that okay. Grumpy had sent. Now, Grumpy sent me multiple pictures. Now, this picture he sent us. This is myself in Sun X many, many years ago. But I take Grumpy's, it. That's TJ. You, you're on the right, right? I'm the bigger one. Yeah. yeah okay. There it is. But but uh, Grumpy Grumpy had sent us a picture and it was like blurry. He didn't even have the effort enough to click it and hold the camera still. So imagine him trying to send a cameo where it's like, hey, Grumpy, wish my friend Dash a happy birthday. I'd get like something where he would hit record at the wrong time. We'd upload it. And it'd be completely miserable. And then I'm like, hey, Grumpy, you did this. Ugh. It would be more work for me. And Actually, Grumpy would be barely that, would be, by. that would be part of the appeal. See, that's what you don't understand. Grumpy fucking shit up. <laughs> you know, but TJ, like what, what you would do is you would just like FaceTime Grumpy or you would do a Zoom thing with Grumpy. You just record it. And then that's the cameo video. Yeah. Stop trying to make it. You know what? A typical millennial trying to blame somebody else for your failures. I don't wait a second. Wait, wait. Can we have a uh, survey where you have the people voting if you guys should go on cameo or you should not go on cameo? Oh, gosh. I guess. Do we'll it. Do it. it. Come on. Oh man, Grumpy! It's gonna require. Right? You I mean, uh, Grumpy, shouldn't he do it? What, what do you Absolutely think? Absolutely should. Do it. Come on, TJ, do it. I'll and I'll read it. the comments because there you go. Are, Good. Once again, this is a four-liner, so you know we want to get out of here before midnight. Uh, 
Rick Roman says Lamarillo physically positioned himself in a chair at the base of the employee elevator of the arena so that he could watch these individuals pass by with their boxes of personal belongings in order to leave the building directly after they were fired and to laugh as they pass by as as to take credit for their firing reads one portion of the lawsuit. Now, I didn't realize that there was a lawsuit against, I guess, the Devils. I don't know if Lamarillo and the Devils. I don't know anything like that. But I'm going to say one thing. I think they're kind of reaching a little bit. Um, I don't think he actually physically laughed at them. I'm sure he did. It's like that old man laugh was like, that type of shit. You know exactly the laugh I'm talking about. It's like Grandpa's laugh. That's exactly that type of shit. <laughs> but you know what? I don't. I'm going to say he probably didn't laugh. He says, um, "After and to laugh as they pass by." I don't know if he actually laughed. Maybe they thought that he smirked. It's tough to say unless you have video evidence that he was actually laughing. Do you not think uh, he's capable of laughing? Is that why, Grump? I no. I think he's got he's got a sadistic mean streak to him, without a doubt. But can you really, but the thing is, can can you really sue someone just for like laughing at them? I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't think you can. Now, does it make him an asshole for sitting at the employee elevator to see everybody walk off? Absolutely, it does. I don't know if there's anything criminal about that, though. I'm saying it, you can just say, I like hanging out with the employees, I like hanging out with the people by the elevator. Yeah, you know. I, the more and more you find out about Lou Lamarillo and I find out about Lou Lamarillo, the less and less I like him. That's for certain. Uh, Fredo's, his kid. Fredo's his kid. That's number one thing is wrong with them. Michael Watts says, what do you think of the new owner, John Collins? Succession plan for Lou? Um, I don't think he has anything to do with anything. He's a minority owner. Yes. Uh, yeah. Nothing at all. I've got that posted up. Should Grumpy create a cameo? Uh, Mikey D says, Phil Sachs is building a Twitter army. Mike Dangle, who was on the show, and this guy, Matt, all spew the same craziness we talk about all the time. Um, Mike said, if we got Nylander, we'd be a cup favorite. Okay, okay, fine. What would it take to get Nylander on this team? Um, probably did, if did they, they even talk about it, did they even talk about it or do they just say, yeah, let's get Nat, uh, Nylander, William Nylander did, oh, they just, or oh, they say they're going to, that he's going to come via free agency at the end of the year. They're just so full of shit that it absolutely, it's, it's, it's pathetic. We have nothing that Toronto wants, nothing. And what, let, here'd be their trade demand. We're going to give you Anders Lee and JG Pajot and. Oliver Wallstrom for William Nylander. Why would Toronto do that? It's not we can, happening. We can give him a whole bunch of grit. Well, Anders Lee has the perfect frowny face, Grumpy. I've never <laughs> seen somebody as disappointed as he is, and he's got great heart. They can get the Anders Lee and John Tavares line back together, Grumpy. Maybe they could sign P.A. Parento out of retirement. It'll be all <laughs> good. It just, it, it just, it, they're delusional. They're delusional. They could have, if they had kept all their ammunition, they could have taken a run at him, but they didn't. They keep on pissing away year after year. So they have nothing that anyone wants. I can't think of a team with less desirable uh, assets than the New York Islanders, I just who are where something's worth something. Matt Barcel's yeah. a great player, but, you know, with his contract, how many teams can afford to trade for a guy who makes over $9 million a year? 
who doesn't as a forward who doesn't even really average a point a game and hasn't in my opinion I'm a big Matt Marzell fan yeah. hasn't proved himself to be a great player he hasn't would you say the Islanders have more to offer than say the Phoenix Coyotes do no 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 I think the Phoenix has a lot of young players to be optimistic oh, okay. about, but we don't have any of that Yes, that's that's what makes them appealing. They have guys on entry level deals. They have, mm. I mean, Clayton Keller is certainly worth more than anybody on the Islanders. Uh, all their young guys that they've drafted the last couple of years, they have more appeal than anyone on the Islanders. I mean, it just we have nothing that anyone wants. Nothing. Did the did, did the Phoenix Coyotes ever even make the playoffs? I, I have no memory of them ever even going anywhere or even making the playoffs. Did they ever even make the playoffs? They've made the playoffs. I can't. Did they think have. Okay. But they've they've made it once. I think when they were Arizona. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, back back. I mean, yeah, Shane Dome. Maybe they made it back in the Shane. Well, Dome. they made they time. made it. Yeah, they made it. Yeah, they made it a couple times. I mean, but they're not. You know, hey, they are what they are. Would I rather be Arizona or the Islanders? Mm, that's tough. I mean, we have the goaltender, but we right. have no future on this team. If they were <laughs> if they were run by someone other than who's running them. I'd rather be Arizona. They loaded with draft picks the next couple of years. Loaded. I was about to say, you look at who they've selected as of recent, like Dylan Gunther. He's young. He's played well. Logan Cooley will be up there with the team with them next year. Connor Gecki. You got Dmitry Simashev. You have a lot of those young players that they've got high hopes for. I mean, there's no one in the Islanders that could say, hey, I can't wait to see player X from the minors. Matthew Maggio, grumpy. Last year it was William DeBoer. Two years ago was Samuel Bullduke. I mean, then it was well. Only Phil Phil's facts was saying Simon Holmstrom. Only I was going to say this is the year that you become a believer in Simon Holmstrom, Grumpy, right? I believe he's the worst player on our team. <laughs> oh, Grumpy! He's horrible. He's horrible. He's nothing. He has he has the thing. He has no trade value either. None. No value at all. Ranked thirty second in the NHL pipelines. And what does a fan base say? Prospect pool rankings don't matter. There are guessing games. It's really ridiculous at this point. It is. I don't think, honestly, I think Boston is worse than us in the minors. Absolutely. But other, I mean, we're certainly bottom two or three. We're right there with them. There's no one, there's no one that has us ranked any higher than 30. The Islanders can't trade Lou. Who? No, we can't trade Lou. No, no, Amarillo. He's got no trade value either. <laughs> unless, unless, you want to, unless you want to decimate a franchise, it's <laughs> good at that. <laughs> oh my god, I'm with you. Phil is a maniac. He is. Frank says TJ is late. What a shocker! Yeah, I know. Status rival says, Hey, everybody, hockey can't start soon enough. Um, who do you think will have a career year on our roster? Any sleepers from our prospect pool? Greg, who has the who's going to have a career year this year for the Islanders? I'd say if Wallstrom can stay healthy, possibly, but I'm not very hopeful because he's always injured. But you're going to like who I'm going to select, Grumpy. I'm going to go with Pierre Engvall. Oh, Grumpy, there you go. What would constitute a career career year for Pierre Engvall? Um, he would be a true leader. Well, that ain't happening. <laughs> you're going to have to pick something else better than that. I don't. Never. No one's ever said he's a leader. He would uh, check players points? very hard into the boards. How many? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's done that too, Grumpy. He's a very physical guy for his size, Grumpy. I'm just glad they went to um, to graphite sticks because he's allergic to wood. 
That's why he doesn't get near the boards. Wait, wait. My hot take is Sorokin wins the Vesna. What do you think of that I, very ballsy uh, prediction? I don't think that's that hot a take. He came in second. Here's that's my hot take. He's not as good as last year. I think he kind of takes a little bit step back like Sisterkin did last year. Maybe he only posted numbers, a 17 save percentage or something, which is still really damn good. But yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he was still great for the Rangers, but he wasn't ungodly like he was the year before. What about the video of those guys pushing the car, though? That doesn't give you a lot of confidence how, how Sorokin is going to be this uh, next year? No. Not he's, out there, he's out there with Eddie Hall pushing cars, grumpy Push, old Pushing man. cars, yeah. Just stop pucks. Uh, John Smith said, I cannot wait to be pissed at this team next year. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Oh, I, I just man. I don't see how honestly I don't understand how anyone who has a fully functioning brain could think that this team is has done things to get better for next year. Because they haven't. Hey, this what is the best. Team? It's the best lineup that we've ever seen out there on opening night for the New York Islanders. I feel like I've heard that from certain Laminites for the last three years in a row. Oh, this is the best lineup we've ever put out there. You still don't have a first-line left wing. Don't have one. Don't it's have one. Be grumpy, come on. We're going to have Simon Holmstrom. Come on, Grump. Don't have a second-line left wing. That's where they're putting Pierre Engvall. You don't <laughs> have a third-line left wing because there's just not one there right now. Grumpy goon goon. Grumpy, can only real men solve the Rubik's cube, um, and women as well. Real real women can too. Goon goon is, I think, very uh, misogynistic there, because leaving women out is just a big no no. It's true. You should include them in all those things. You should. What do you What do you think, goon? Or what do you think, Greg? You think um, You think only real individuals? I've always wanted to be able to solve a Rubik's cube. I've never solved one. All you need to do is pull the stickers off and just put them on the other things. Put them on. The uh, or, or I remember when, when I was younger. I don't know if they've they've uh, fixed this, but you would just put you would be able to pick one at, like little part of it out, and then you could just take it all apart and just put it back oh. together. <laughs> Some people are really freaking good at it, though. It's, Some people it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a certain. It's like a combination. You spin it certain ways every time, yes. and it automatically goes back the way it should. I heard a rumor that Sun X is a master at the Rubik's cube. Is that true? What did you say? You heard a rumor? Yeah. It's absolutely a rumor. <laughs> State of survival here, Grump. TJ, you can go on your routine pee break and let Grumpy catch up with the comments. You're way too slow. Oh, man. Dave Johnson says here, Islanders never make moves playoffs. <laughs> oh, I like it, Dave. Uh, James C said, do you think that Lane actually has say so if McLean was to stay or not? No freaking way. That's so that's what I want to touch on earlier. Also, no changes to the, to the roster, none, none, zero, not on nothing, no one, and no changes to the coaching staff to a team that just squeaked into the playoffs after not making it the year before they're a year older. And they got beaten by a team that was really banged up, really banged up in the Carolina Hurricanes. That should have been a five-game series. Sorokin the last episode, I was going to say, the, the last episode, someone said something funny. I like they called it the Islanders' powerless play. Yes. <laughs> I thought that really summed it up well. I mean, the, the, the power play has been awful for 
I mean, how, how many years has their power play been awful and they just do nothing to fix it? Well, I, I don't listen, get it. If you listen to Phil's facts and his group of merry laminites, the laundry ladies, I call them, <laughs> and that's a description of, you know, whoever wears the Islanders laundry, they're great. Everybody else sucks. Everyone else going to regress. Uh, if you listen to him three years ago, or two years ago, our power play was like 16th in the league. Every other year, it's been like 24, 25, 23. It was 31, 31. So they're saying, well, it's going to be good like that again. Well, no, because that's the thing that every other year, if every single year you're in the mid to late 20s or 30, because I don't think we'll be 30 again or 31 again, and then one year is 13, those are called discrete events. It's the norm. The norm is we're a team in – the mid twenties. That's where we are. I'd like to anomalies. anomalies, Grumpy is what I'd like to say. They're anomalies when you go ahead and you, you outperform the expectation. Well, in, like I said, in my former business, they call them discrete events. They just see that. That's why at least I give the New York Jets credit that this last off season they went out and they clearly have improved the team. Whereas right. the Islanders, you know, they the, the Jets saw they needed help with quarterback. They went out and got a very good quarterback. The Islanders with the power play has stunk for, what, like 10, 20 years, and they still don't do anything to really address it or make any big changes. It's a talent issue. Mm-hmm. And just to let you know, tomorrow on the uh, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show, we're going to be talking about our pal Aaron Rodgers, who this year signed a uh, – renegotiated his contract. Instead of – he had like $110 million coming his way next two years. Took a pay cut down to $75 million for two years. Well, what I was about to say, too, what a guy. I, you know, I think the Jets, they probably shouldn't have gotten Aaron Rodgers. They probably just should have rolled out the same team. And Zach Wilson's going to get better. all the players on their team were going to get better. They didn't need to bring in Aaron Rodgers, man. We believe in the core of the group. They got a lot of young players. Sauce Gardner was getting better. Garrett Wilson, you don't need to bring anybody in on the outside to make your team better. I mean, come on. Super Bowl bound. What's the saying? If you're I was going to say, getting getting back to the Islanders' power play, do you think that Coach Tommy Baffey could maybe fix the Islanders' power play? No. It's even too big of a task for Coach Tommy B to fix. It's a talent issue. It's a talent issue. It just is. Just not good enough. Blow up the whole team. Blow it all up. <laughs> Grumpy Fred D. I'll never forget seeing the Islanders back in 1989 with my pals Chris Dalton and Ramesh Flanagan. Nice. Well, you know, that's the thing about the Islanders. If you go to games, you have memories that like last forever, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then you got here, uh, Drew saying, Grumpy, your attire isn't fitting the show's mold tonight. That's true, but I wanted to feel like a champion today. Oh, there it is. Oh, wait, wait hold on a second. Uh, something we talked about before. Should we discuss how we could improve the Islanders Never Say Die logo? Should we talk about that now or wait for a little while? I it's it's never going to get improved. Uh, <laughs> it's a slight improved. little fix, a slight little it's, fix. It's so it. small. And I mentioned it to TJ when it first came out. Oh, that's what they that's what we should do. Oh, man, here Grumpy, here's the thing, right? The people who set up that and create they paid the, the podcast network paid to have that done like four years ago or three. I don't even remember how long the hell we've been doing it with them. But they paid to create it for us. They paid somebody. And through that, the person they paid, I'm sure, still does not have the file. They're not going to say, hey, three years later, can you go ahead and change that orange tape on the stick? 
uh, on the blade. Can you go ahead and make that white? That's the, that. Uh, other than that, it's perfect. But it's got nice, that one nice, def- nice defeatist attitude. TJ, you know what? I'm actually going to do you a solid since I'm a very big fan of the uh, show. I know a little bit of Photoshop. If you send me a JPEG of it, I could maybe try to fix that for you. Seriously. Look at that. Ooh, Look at go, that. Rocky. Problem solved. There it there is. Try to solve our problem, Grump. There you go. Yeah, because I agree with Grumpy. That would make a great shirt. That really Absolutely. would. Absolutely. I've been trying I'm to get that shirt. Can... No, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, go ahead, Grumpy. What were you going to say? Go ahead. I've been trying to get that shirt made since the first shirts came out. And now, TJ, TJ this, he's a now, tyrant. TJ, this, <laughs> TJ now this is the question I have about this shirt here that I'm wearing. I don't really quite understand the, the, the back graphic of this shirt where it's like people in a van or something like that. It's the groupies. So the groupies. Oh, are so they're the grumpies groupies. They're all getting ready I to dial it in. in. Yeah, and I said to TJ at the time that was a TJ production. <laughs> the lovely page, nobody understood what my thought I was. I said, anytime you have to explain the shirt, it's not the shirt that you need. When you have to explain the meaning of it, that's usually not a good sign. <sighs> Maybe there should have been like a little tag on the shirt to explain what it means. Perhaps. I should have said, this right here depicts groupies. Clamoring over the grumpy old man. Hence, grumpy's groupies. Uh, anyway, well, I digress. Frank says, I'm afraid of Lou making any moves since he always gives up too many assets and salary. Lou needs to retire. My 81-year-old family members are losing mental ability. So is Lou. Oh, man. I will say for a guy who's 81, he's sharp as a tack. He is. I mean, you know, we joke about him being demented, you know, having dementia. He is demented. But we, we, you know, saying he's got dementia, but he does not. I just think that as you get older, you just, you don't have the same passion for what you're doing. So it's if, okay, well, I got to give up a little something extra. Okay, let's just make it easy. I'll just give up this little bit extra here to get the move done. We're in younger days. We're in younger days. He used to hold these guys, their feet to the fire on contract extensions. He didn't just say, oh, okay, we'll give you an extra year. We'll give you an extra $2 million. That's not the way he ever operated. He does now because he's older. Just easier. Yeah. Mike Moe, grumpy old man. My mom used to sleep with Kyle Palmieri and Cal Clutterbuck. Man, his mom gets around. Shortly after the divorce when I was younger, the whole house was smelling zesty islanders. God. Um, Fred D says, TJ, Stephen King is my what, favorite what artist. Was, what was my <laughs> – what was – <laughs> what was Mike Moe's uh, mom's name? I don't know. Mike's hoe? I don't know. Oh, there it is. Arthur was a drunk Irish man. Very oh, true. Oh, there it is. Um, uh, Brendan C says here, um, where does one have to grow up to never have seen Scarface? Pluto? <laughs> uh, Scar- honestly, Scarface is overhyped. TJ, I remember a while back, my, my first appearance, I, I I begged you to see the movie called Revenge of the Nerds, and I take it you probably never saw it, right? I still don't think I have. Uh, that is no. a grumpy, isn't that a comedy classic? I don't know if it's a comedy classic, but I think everyone should watch it. Particularly when he goes away to school, should watch it. The character Booger? Remember yeah. him? I mean, yeah. just, I mean, just, you know, it was... I mean, John Goodman was actually in that movie as well. He was the coach. I think he was the coach. He was. I mean, you know, like I said, was it the greatest movie ever? No. Was it funny? Absolutely in spots. And Anthony Edwards was in it when he had hair. 
You're right. Fred D says, TJ knows as much about music as Arthur Treacher. Treacher, 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 Treacher. I don't know who Arthur Treacher is, Grumpy. <laughs> he used to make fish and chips. Actually, there used to be something called Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips. It was a, a Long Island like, restaurant chain. Yeah, that's a chain like yeah. Captain D's isn't sure. You know, fast food. I don't know how Captain D's fries fish. Fried fish and, they sell. And he was an actor. He was a British actor who played a lot of uh a lot a lot of roles, played like a lot of butlers and stuff like that. And it was Arthur Treacher's fish and chips. You know, Grumpy, you know what I think I could go for? I'm motivated. Maybe I can go for some maybe I can go for some Captain D's tonight, Grumpy. Oh, wouldn't that be good? Grumpy, you like seafood, don't you? No. You like putting some mayo on it? No. Horse radish sauce or something? Go to the next comment. Uh, Your comedy falls flat every time. Oh, <laughs> not sometimes, every you. time. I know it bugs you. That's what I'm doing. I'm not doing it for comedy. Um, Nick D, grumpy old man. Greg, TJ, grumpy. How are you guys doing tonight? TJ, doing good. Have you, have you ever watched Raiders of the Lost Ark? Many years ago. Could you tell us anything about that movie? Oh, it's Indiana Jones, and he's going after something, and he's going what after was, the Ark what, what type of animal is Indiana Jones deathly scared of in that? In that Snakes. Story? Oh, there you go. Okay. Good. It's always got to be snakes. I wonder Very when good. they first did that movie, if the guy uh, Jake, who was flying that plane, was supposed to have a bigger role, and they just because it seemed like he, he looked like he was a memorable type actor, and he had like a colorful banter with Indiana Jones, aka mm -hmm. Harrison Ford, and you wonder if maybe they had planned for him to be in the movie a little bit more as like a sidekick, and it just didn't pan out. I've always thought that about that movie. To put it all in perspective, that film came out in the summer of 1981, and that would have been the Islanders' second Stanley Cup. That shows how bloody long ago it was that the Islanders yeah. were winning Stanley Cups. And if you look at today's uh, Indiana Jones movie, it's like they use that horrible de-aging thing oh, yeah. on, on uh, Harrison Ford, and it it doesn't age well, shall we say. <laughs> um, and uh, um, Frank says here, no way, Grumpy Man. Punk rock was in the 80s and 90s. Also, Green Day. Um, it was the beginning of punk rock. Then they sold out and later became cunts. All right. I'm all right. I'm gonna say that Green Day was punk light. That's what I'll say. They were punk light. Punk rock bands were just violent. The music wasn't great. It was just like anger, a lot of anger. It really was. And just that's just the way it was. I didn't I never thought that about Green Day. I know they called them punk rock, but I never thought Green Day was punk. They were punk light for a little time, for a little bit of time. Punk way pop. too melodic. Punk, punk pop, pop you could say, right? Yeah. There you go. Sure. I agree. Yeah, okay. McDonald <laughs> <laughs> says here, TJ's choice of music is the Yodel. Oh man. You know what a yodel is, TJ? Yeah, it's the little can. It's a little food. No, dude. No, no. no. A yodel. Oh, are you talking about the one where they get up on there like the Swiss people yodel from the mountaintops? Huh? <laughs> okay, I was once in a sixth grade production of Heidi, <laughs> and I was Peter the Goat Boy. I had a little song I had to sing, and I also had to yodel. From off stage. Christ so. I, I will say this, Grumpy. I don't think I did any of those plays as a kid. 
nor was I interested in you anything. weren't talent enough to be in any place. Is that what it was, huh? You were the stage crew. You moved the, the boxes from one <laughs> section to the other. Grumpy, would, would you like to show TJ right now how you used to yodel? Can you do a quick little yodel? Yodley, yodley, yodley. Oh, Thank you. Grumpy. There it is. You wanna... <laughs> that was for you, Grumpy. Did you know that TJ's first crush, Greg, was Liesel from The Sound of Music? Ooh, nice. To this day, when... That movie is on, and they have I am 16 going on. TJ, he, I mean, he's got a smile like the Grinch who stole Christmas. He just loves him some Liesel. There you go. My first crush, my first crush was Debbie Harry from Blondie. Wow, okay. And, and Blondie is included in the 100 Greatest Songs of Punk on Kindle. Should be. Should there be. There you go. My first crush was Haley Mills. Who's that? I'm not sure who that is. She was in a bunch of Disney movies like Pollyanna. TJ, pull it up. Polly Haley Mills. Yeah, I'll get a picture of her. My God. She's kind of old. She's 77 years old right now, Gump. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. No, that was stop. You didn't have a crush on her. You gotta be kidding me. Stop, Grumpy. The one who had like the butchy haircut, huh? Yeah. Oh. All right, give me a sec. I'll get it pulled up for you, Grump. The butchy know. haircut. Well, you know what? It wasn't called a butchy haircut back then. <laughs> okay. And sometimes she had long hair. If you go to Pollyanna, she had long hair. Um, give me a sec. Here. You ever see the movie Pollyanna, Greg? Now, not only have I never seen it, I've never even heard of it, to be honest with you. Oh, man, that's a good movie, actually. <laughs> Matter of fact, I used to call TJ a Pollyanna Islander fan. Everything was great. You know, that's what a lot of these Phil's Facts types are. They're just, hey, everything's great. Sun's always going to come out. Girl gets freaking paralyzed. Then she goes, Tell me she's not pretty. She's okay, not this is, this pretty. is obviously I found the most endearing picture of her. That's all I'm gonna say, girl. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, when I I don't know how old I was young. I mean, young, like not even 10. Mm. And I'm like, oh, she's pretty. I like her. You know, I was gonna say something that I enjoy so much about you guys' podcast is besides talking about sports, I love uh, when you guys talk about some other topics and uh Grumpy, thanks to you. I didn't even know that the TV series called The Offer existed until you guys yeah. talked about it the other night, and I just uh, rented it. Now I'm now I'm watching it on Paramount Plus. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was good. I didn't like the guy who played Marlon. I just thought nah, I don't know. I didn't think the guy who that. plays Pacino is very good, though. I think yeah. he got his he, he got his voice down really good. Yeah, I thought he was good. I thought yeah. um, the guy who played Jimmy Conn was good. Yes. And I thought uh, the guy who played uh, Francis Ford Coppola was really yeah. good too. I thought he was right. The guy who played uh, the guy Bob, who played Al Ruddy was good right. as well. What about the guy who also played Bob uh, Nystrom? Bob, Bob Nystrom. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like, trying to throw in a little like, bit of like Islanders. Uh... Was, was I drunk when that happened? I don't remember. <laughs> um. Got here, Fred D saying, "I understand the Jets audiobook was read by Lou Miller." No, it was read by me. When a TJ, I sent you a complimentary copy of the audiobook. Did you listen to any of it? No, not yet. Uh, is it <laughs> well, how long did you give it to him? Because list? when it's you send the to do list, yes, good, you, good, very good. Here's the thing, Greg. When you send him something, there's a little black hole hole in TJ where <laughs> he has to be reminded over and over and over again. That's true. It is, this true. is true. 
Angelo M says, good evening, gentlemen. What's up, Angelo? <clears throat> Mike M saying, you got used to get signed pucks is from his mom when she was having those affairs. Well, that's good, Mike. That's good, Mike. You got a whole bunch of free pucks. She wasn't having any affairs. She was just having some fun. Oh, okay. A status arrival says, Pee Wee Herman will act as Phil's facts in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. David Sean McDonald says here the Islander fans know how it feels to get screwed. We've been catching the train for 30 years. Wow. Oh man, oh man. Nick D said the Grumpy Old Man is played by Woody Harrelson. Okay. Oh, not bad. Yeah. John Smith here, Grumpy. Steve Lemmy from Super Troopers could play TJ. He has to lose a little bit more hair, though. I don't Ugh. I don't uh, the guy who played Farva. I assume it's the guy who played Farva. Yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> I just followed you guys on Truth Social, whatever that is. Um, and, That's the thing uh, that Trump's on. Is it? Oh, okay. is it? He's on. I think he's on Truth uh, Truth Social. I barely keep up enough with Twitter. Um, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to get caught up here. Um, five star guys five stars there it is the islanders are a professional hockey team correct yes well semi-professional Dep depending on the night you watch them it might you might change your opinion um and uh leah says hey greg uh you're the best arthur i know um i'm so excited to see you on here and she also asked a little later on i think how many books have you written is what she wanted to know also. Oh, a lot Quite a few, yeah. I mean, um, I'm up to over forty, if you can believe that. You've got forty books. I can't believe it. Yeah, because I I had a lot of training early on in my writing career, writing for uh, uh, websites and also uh, magazines. And I realized uh, with the amount of work I was putting into some of these feature length articles, with just a little bit more work, I could actually do books. And that was when self publishing became popular. And I figured, uh, why not quit my full time job and do this full time? And since about 1997, I've been a full-time writer. Now, let me ask you, how long does it usually take you to write a book? It depends. Um, like those recent ones, the 100 Greatest Songs of Punk Rock and Heavy Metal, that took me maybe just like a month to do both of them because like, I've had years and years of doing album reviews and stuff, and I had an idea of what to include and also... Really, I just wanted to make Grumpy proud is what I did really, you, really wanted Did you find... Um, did you have, like have in your mind, oh, there's a set list that I have, and then, oh, I don't have 100. I got to go scraping for a few, or did you have to cull it down from? Well, you know, like, something I, or something I had 150, I, I got to whittle it down, or I got 75, I got to get to right. more. Well, something I forgot to say, too, the whole reason why I came up with this idea is a few months back, uh, the Rolling Stone website came out with the 100 Greatest Songs of Heavy Metal which I took exception to a lot of their selections. I didn't think that it was a very good list personally. So I decided to take matters into my own hands. Similar to how both of you guys want to take matters into your own hands with the Islanders, right? So you launched your own podcast. I did so, my own two books. There, now, it, there it is. Look how he's liking it to the there you go. <laughs> were there any Iron Maiden songs in the Rolling Stone list? There were. There were, and I, I purposely chose, I believed it. I didn't take a close, close look at the Rolling Stone list because I didn't want to just totally uh, copy it. But um, 
Should we, should we change the poll to if Iron Maiden is a uh, valid band or we shouldn't change the poll to that? I did never said they weren't a valid band. <laughs> See, that's a Phil Fax trick right there. See, I can tell you must be hanging around with Phil's crew. <laughs> Not what I said. See, and that's something Phil does. He kind of changes what you actually say, but I always call him out on it, so I'm going to call you out on it too. I just said they're not a band that's in the Hall of Fame. That's what I said. What about a Judas Priest? Think that Judas Priest deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? I like Judas Priest. I do. I was just never an Iron Maiden fan. Mm -hmm. TJ, no. what is the current poll results currently for right the Hall of Fame? Right now, regarding Cameo, there's 24 votes in. Get your votes in early. Get them in often. Um, we've got 62% at yes, 38% at no. For Wow, I, I thought it would have been unanimous that he should start I, doing me it. Me too. I'm I mean, shocked. if you're going to vote on something like that, it should be a yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm shocked. Um, David says here, TJ has snap on hair. Ah, there it is. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, Fred D said here, the Patriots won several Super Bowl competitions, correct? <laughs> That's right. Is. They won six when they had the greatest player of all time, Tom Brady, at the helm. Matthew has said, fuck Lou. I don't understand how McLean is back. I don't understand either. Well, because that he makes had no some, sense. He had some questions. He had some questions he had to figure out, and I guess he's got the answers. Remember, he had some more questions that he was still weighing maybe, his options. Maybe him. the questions were, could we get somebody else? And all the people he tried to contact said, no, we don't want to be there. Oh, God. Your team sucks. Lou got his answers from a fortune-telling eight ball. Oh, That's God. right. <laughs> oh, my God. Fred says here, my biggest issue with hockey is the occasional physical altercation. Come on, you're professional sportsmen. Settle it on the ice. I agree. Oh, interesting. You yes. don't like the fights, Grumpy, huh? I like fights. That's how you that's how you settle it on the ice. Oh, do you guys think that Tony Cheese could do a better job as the Islanders power play coach? No. No, probably no. not. No. He has he has a new child now, so no. Oh, okay. He does have a, a bald head like an eight ball, so they could maybe like, hey, should we set up like a man down low? Should we set up with, with Bo Horvat in the slot and they could figure out answers like that, Grump? And if he's been drinking, you just tip his head back and let his eyes roll around a little and everybody's like, this is decidedly so or whatever. <laughs> maybe next, oh, maybe later. Try again later. Oh, but man. you can't have that. You know, if you're trying to, if you're trying to set up for a power play, uh, will we be able to score? Grrr, try again later. Well, it's like we got 50 seconds to go. So no. Fred says here, a power play is all good and well until you find yourself trailing by a goal. Yep. Mm. How many shorties did we give up? It's story of the Islanders right there. Oh, is Lou keeping him clean because he's an ex-devil? No. I about to say no, but wouldn't that be something? <laughs> um, got here. Uh, Thomas Rudy said, put it in the option. Uh, put in the option to decline the power play. Or, oh, put in the option to decline the power play slash penalty. I agree. And just play five on five. Uh, the Islanders are better off that way, I'm telling you. Maybe they should make the other team pull their goalie. I'm being serious. You guys don't remember late last year when they were getting power plays, you would automatically just be like, oh, God. Here, I mean, it was not a good feeling. It wasn't. I never thought we'd get scored on. Even when we did, I'm like, I did. I didn't. I really did. I was like something. How many uh, like off man rushes and I, like ever, which like I understand on the power play, like you're out of position with defensemen and stuff like that. But still, you don't see that happening with like the good teams. You know, you never see it happen until like. What does it tell you? It's a yeah, safe no, I, I know that the Islanders aren't team. as good. Exactly. We're an average. Exactly. 
Now, I will say this. I was expecting, I still, even though our power play sucked, I was like, man, eventually things are going to get better, right? I just never did. No, I never did. D-Cut saying, yo, 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 what's up, D-Cut? You know, you know D-Cut, you know where he's from? Where's Where D-Cut from, Grumpy? He's from Isles Misery Rated R, that fantastic Facebook fan group that likes the Grumpy Old Man anyway. TJ, not so much. Oof. But, you know, that was misery rated R. Fred also says here, um, I'd love to see the Mets play the Islanders. I think the Mets still might be at a disadvantage due to their lack of skating skills. Uh, well, the Islanders don't skate really well either. So you're saying it's kind of like a neutral. It might be like net neutral, huh, Grump? I think so, yeah. Oh, man. And uh, they uh, put Vogelback, Vogelback would be a net for the Mets. <laughs> you cover a lot of the net, that's for damn certain. Uh, Paul V said Matt Barzal was not healthy. True. I agree. 100% agree. And he still scored a goal, though, right? Didn't he score at least one goal in the playoffs? I think he had a goal and assist. Yeah, so even if he was injured, he still uh, had the heart to try and try hard, right? He's one of the guys who doesn't quit on this team. Right. He's got the fire inside him. David says, why do we have such astards for fans? I think all fan bases have it. Here's the thing. They want the team. They view they're used to the Islanders being losers. Yep. They just they used their history. I mean, you're looking at the age of these people. They're not people who are in their you know 60s, 70s who remember the glory days. They're people who are like 30s, 40s. So all they know is failure, and that's why they think. And we had someone come on the show and say that. Or someone in a comment on a call in come in and say that. Well, that's the reason because we've been so bad forever, and I've been saying that forever. TJ was saying, "No, it's not true." I'm like, "It absolutely is." When fans are conditioned to being a loser, any type of success, just making the playoffs, is a success to them, and it shouldn't be. You should be setting your goals higher than just being a middling squad. And they'll look grumpy back. Uh, I say, I say, grumpy back around say eighty three ish. If someone told you that the Islanders after this run would just be awful for the next several decades, I, I would have thought. I, I would say, there's absolutely no way that that could happen, right? Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I, I thought that they would. Yeah, yeah. At, at the age that I was, you never think that. Okay, it's never going to end. Even when it was over, you think about it. We didn't make the playoffs for a few years when Arbor left. They brought in Terry Simpson. Then, uh, you know, they wound up getting and they wanted getting beaten 94 playoffs. You think about that. Those 94 playoffs where we got rolled by the Rangers when they won the cup, that's almost 30 years ago now. Yeah. And I thought, gosh, <clears throat> it was such a long time between when we were good until, you know, even that playoff run. And I'm like, you know, you look at it, that was only like four or five years where we weren't really what we were before. To what? Because everyone aged out. And mm-hmm. then that particular cup run, I mean, or that particular playoff, and that's 30 years ago. We've been a bad – if you look at it historically, realistically, we're a loser franchise. As is most teams in New York are loser franchises. The Yankees are the one exception. Sad. Giants, too, or you say the Giants. And maybe – and the Giants would be second. Yeah. But certainly the Jets are losers. The Jets Mets. Are, yeah. The Nets, they were good in the ABA. Um, the Knicks, they had a couple of years they were good, but I would say that they're maybe third. I mean, honestly, you got to say the Rangers are probably the biggest loser franchise, aren't they? They've won, what, like 
three or four, how many Stanley Cups have they won in like a hundred plus years? I think they probably have four or five. Four that that's not good for a hundred plus. I mean, compare that to like the Detroit Red Wings or like the other teams that were the original teams. Well, you would think when there was only a six teams in the league, exactly you have more than like exactly forty. Yeah. You know what's shocking? I think I recently read that the Toronto Maple Leafs are in like the top five or ten most Stanley Cups ever. Meanwhile, they haven't won a Stanley Cup since like 1967. So it showed how good they were for like the first, you know, whatever, 50 years. And then they've been so awful for the you know next 50 or whatever. They used to be a team that would just get in the playoffs and they had played playoff style hockey. They win a lot of Stanley Cups that way. Montreal, it was Montreal and Toronto, mostly Montreal. Yeah. I mean, you know, Montreal's got how many cups? Okay. And I'm not trying to diminish what they've done because they won cups in the 70s. They were mm. an absolutely tremendous team. But when you're in a six team league and you have territories where you can get players from, you know, the Rangers, they were getting players from like New York area. Boston had, you know, a little section in Toronto where Bobby or wherever Bobby Orr came from. That was a territory pick. Montreal had <laughs> Quebec. I mean, you know, that's why they got their talents before the draft and everything else. And they were good. They were well coached. But you're talking about six teams. It's two rounds of playoffs. It's not a surprise they won all the time. True. Um, Corey Kidd says, hi, what's up, Corey? Paul V said, at this point, do you guys think that we should kick the tires on Parise? Um, would it be smart to shop around for a winger? Parise is going to retire. He's retired. He's gone. Um, regarding, we're over, we're over the salary cap right now. We're not going to be kicking the tires on a winger. We're not going to be doing anything. This is your team. Yep. Maybe they hope the Gauthier kid can come in and fill that spot or give it to Wallstrom or whatever. If the Islanders stay healthy, I think they're not going to be bad. But again, every team always gets injured. They, they have injuries and we saw it happen last year. So we'll just, I guess, leave it at that. Yeah. And then David Sean McDonald says the Lamanites um, <laughs> haven't witnessed the suck that we have. Mm. I don't think they've witnessed the success. They certainly haven't witnessed the success. Yeah. Um, Drew says, what's Crumpy's Twitter? I'll give him a follow. No, it's it's all being kept in anonymity. <laughs> so you'll never know what Grumpy's Twitter is. That's for sure. I don't sure. have a Twitter account. Yes, you do, Grumpy. With your research that you're doing, have you forgotten already? Soon you're going to be on Cameo, Grumpy. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that, too. Jesus Christ. Why don't you pay attention and turn off that Real Madrid game there, Grumpy? Um, Grump is old enough to remember hockey before we knew how to create ice. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Actually, that's not true. Uh, you know, in the sto in the uh ice age, there was ice all over the place. So that's right. That is right. Yeah. So David said maybe his, his Twitter handle is the happy old man. That's something. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> hey, there's my face. Hey. <laughs> Mary also want to know if you had any more sports books on the horizon, Craig. Ah, who is, uh, who, 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 who do you think Mary is grumpy old man? I don't know. I think she's related to you. Yeah. I I think she, <laughs> I'm going to say Leanne knows you and Mary knows you. When I see people's names that I don't usually see, particularly <laughs> women, that's, this is not a, um, I'm not going to say we're not a women's friendly podcast, <laughs> but I'm going to say the vast majority of our audience are not women. So 
Mary, maybe my wife. I don't there know. You go. Yeah. There you go. So well, what, to, what's I want to know. I'm going to say there must be a lack of communication in your household if she doesn't know how many books you've written. <laughs> well, she um, she's actually a very, very talented uh, book uh, cover designer. She actually does a lot of my uh, covers. That's who could probably help you, TJ, with fixing the logo if you send me the JPEG. Ah, there it is. Yeah. So if you send it to me, my wife, Mary, will be able to uh, do that for you. But the first step is you have to send it to me. I can't. You yeah. Know. He can't do everything for you, DJ. <laughs> oh, he can't go ahead and render the. Oh, but now, Grumpy, would you say, Grumpy, would you say that you would sleep sound more soundly at night knowing that the logo is finally fixed? Yes, absolutely. There you go. So, I mean, TJ, you have to do that for your father then, right? Uh, maybe. See, that's uh, he's not going to do it. He's a slack ass. I mean, there's so, so much other shit that you lump on my plate, Grumpy. That's uh, what, what are you talking doing? about? Oh, fucking stop. Fucking stop. Old what man. are you talking about? You know exactly what we're talking no, about. No, I don't. Everything of this show and the other show that you lump on the plate where it's hold like, on, hey, don't worry. On. We're just going to add this on. one and add that to it and add hold this on. to it. Fucking so you're stop. saying sending an email is too much for you? It's not. It's not an isolated incident. No. I'm saying though, Grumpy, but it just continues to grow. Oh, we gotta do this. We got it. Just it grows, Grumpy. Hey, well, why don't you send the email to me? Just send the picture to me, and I'll take it from there. It's like the same thing when I ask you, like when we do the ad reads to create a document and to sign the document, but you just write them down on a little sheet, and I still have to go through and manually enter everything, and then sign the documents for you and I both, and all. It's just like that type of stuff. What? It's all getting lumped on my shoulders, but it's it's fine. Um, now I will say this here. Now, Greg, sports books. Are yes. you working on another sports book right now? You know, I'm not because I'm going to tell you what I've done. Uh, four or five sports books. I did the Islanders book, which is Dynasty, which I showed you before. I did a book about the Mets, which is the late '70s, early '80s, which was the Mets at their worst, but that's yeah, when they yeah. put together the the team that became the '86. You know, they drafted all the players, so we get the whole story about how the Mets became good again. I did a book about the Yankees in the 80s because that was a fascinating time for me because they should have made it to the playoffs a bunch of times, but they didn't because they didn't have the wild card at that point. Then I did uh, the Sock Exchange book, which is about the 80s. And then I did a book about the 100 greatest foul-ups of the Jets. I bet you had to I bet you had to cut that book down. Yeah. Well, no, see, now, that's the thing is after I did that book, I was like, you know what? I got to do one now about the Mets and the Islanders. But I just I just never got around to doing it. The 100 greatest cups of the Islanders. Man. Yeah, well, I mean, the Mets could be like a five-volume book series if I uh, do the 100, I mean, the 1,000 greatest Mets screw-ups. <laughs> the Islanders wouldn't be far behind, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, sadly, the Islanders now are pretty, getting they're getting high up there, sadly. It's going to be one that you'd have to make so many amendments to the books as the years go on after, after Lou's impact is truly felt. Uh, well, actually, actually, I'm going to say, they're not adding any foul ups because they don't take any chances on trying to acquire new talent. I would get John Spano to write the forward to that book. Oh, there you go. That'd be good. I mean, is he still doing prison mail? Can you still get that? From yeah. Me? Who knows? Who the uh, heck knows? Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I was going to say, TJ, before we were talking about how the Mets, Jets, and Islanders are losers, you should have played the drunken Joe Namath sound effect. I'd I couldn't care less about the team struggling. Oh, there you go. Nice. There you go. That would have been better. Yes, that would have been good. There you go. I would have thought of it. Tony, she says, "What does this guy write a book every two months?" 
I, I've been averaging two or three books a year, uh, Tony Cheese. There it is. Uh, Tony Cheese, fun. are you proud of me, though, Tony Cheese? I'm asking you directly right now. There, Tony Cheese will need an immediate response. All right, well, um, hopefully we'll uh, get to it by the end of the show. <laughs> I can predict uh, I can predict we will not get all the comments right now. Uh, Fred, Fred the Grumpy. I'd venture to guess there's at least two Ramon songs appear in the punk book. Yes, I think Absolutely. there's three. I think there's three. The did, uh, Grumpy, back in the good old days, did you ever see the uh, Ramones live in concert? I did not. Okay. I did not. Because they used to play Long Island a lot, I remember, when I was younger, but I was too they young. Did. Yeah. They yeah. did, but I did not. Yeah. Frank saying, Iron Maiden is amazing, Grumpy Old Man. And John Smith said, there's a ton of great metal out today. Maybe there is. Like I said, music is a young man's game. Music stopped for me in 1990. Any yeah. new music, so. I was going to say, when you get older, it's to a certain point, then you just drop off. Yeah. yeah. That's where I'm at. I couldn't yeah. even name a Taylor Swift song. I just know because I hear my my uh, daughter listening to it. Shake it up. Shake it up one. Shake it up. Oh, Shake it up. Songs. You sing them. You dance around to them. Please stop. Um, Frank also says, Grumpy Man, you're showing your TJ side when it comes to Iron Maiden. I don't know. That sounds almost like a never an Iron Maiden guy. Never, 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 never. TJ, pull up a TJ, pull up a Iron Maiden video or song. What do you think of that? Well, just put up a just put up an album cover. Oh, an album cover. Yeah, album cover. It's like the one they do like a lot of the they do a lot of the edit for the Islanders where it's like they'll put like the Islanders, like where it's got that guy like the skull army man. Or Eddie is his name. Yeah, Eddie. the yeah, Eddie is the uh, mascot of Iron Maiden. That's who it is. Okay, Eddie, Eddie the mascot. So, what's probably the most popular Iron Maiden or Iron Killers? Aren't go, go go with Iron Maiden Killers. Go with that. What's an album? The, the, it's yeah. called Iron Maiden Killers. That's their album. Yeah, put that oh. the, just the picture of the album. Yeah, it is. The <laughs> I've got to pull it up here, Grumpy. Give me a sec. See how quick? That's how quick you could send Greg that other thing. By the way. Fuck. Here you go, Grumpy. Like Let's that. see. Recordings just got back. Okay, gotcha. We'll wait until that blasts through here in a second or two. I wouldn't play it. Oh, we could do a short little clip of it. I already have a headache. <laughs> I don't see. I thought. Wait, TJ. Wait, TJ. Stop for a second. Uh huh. I thought. I, I thought you just wanted to show the uh, cover of the album. If you yeah. want to play a song that you would know, there is pull up the song called "Run to the Hills." Okay, gotcha. Yeah, look up, look up, run to the hills. Up. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Run oh, there it is, right the there. Hills. There it is. You know, when I see that, go ahead, DJ, you can pause it. When I see that, I think of uh, this is Spinal Tap. Always. Yes. I've never heard of that song. That's no a kidding. pretty popular song. I know. That's what I was like. Uh, I was hoping maybe I knew that song, but uh, I do not. Oh, uh, my God. You, I know you were never going to hear that song. <laughs> I was hoping. I don't think I know any Iron Maiden songs. No, no you don't. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. Can you name... Can you name three Led Zeppelin songs? We've <laughs> Stairway already talked- to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven. Okay. okay. We've talked about three on the show. Yeah, we did. Um, 
wasn't paying any attention. Shit, when you're talking music, it's like you're talking damn another language to me. TJ, I'm, I'm right now going to sing to you the 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 main riff of a Led Zeppelin song. Goes do 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 do. Is it uh, American Woman? Close, <sighs> close, but nah. <laughs> oh shit! Something about um. Okay. Oh, forget. It. Okay, so you can't do that. I'm trying to find something I think you could get. Um. Can you name? <laughs> can you name three Bruce Springsteen songs? Oh, um, born in USA. Okay, yeah. I knew you'd get that one. Another <laughs> one that has another one has born in the title. Maybe you get that one. Oh man. Um can you name three Taylor Swift songs? You know we can. Go I'm ahead. trying to think here. Uh Shake It Off. Um okay. Jesus. Hold on. That page list is all the songs. Give me a second. I I know if I think hard enough, I will have three songs from Taylor Swift. Can we have a cut off? Um, so uh, name that one. God, shit. She's got one. old ones where it's like they're not meant to be. They're all these love damn songs. They're not meant to be together. The No, we don't care about the tell us the name. Give me a second, damn it. Why don't you have Paige coming in shake, in the back of the head? Paige can don't, name say, don't say shake it off again. Don't say it for the third time. It only counts as I'm one. Hoping, I'm hoping it's going to allow me to think one. of other ones. What about a song called New Romantics? Is That's that a like song? a newer song, I think, of hers that I've something heard. Something with a crimson. Something with a crimson something. Crimson and Clover? No, a crimson. King Crimson. King Crimson. Prog Rock Band? No, no, no. Nah, it's a nah, crimson nah. thing. I don't know. It's um Okay, you failed. That's no, 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 no. I thought you would get I thought you would get three Taylor Swift songs. That's why I she didn't stopped stand. playing them. She used to so here's the cool thing. The cats ate through the Amazon Alexa chords. So now we can't listen to any music like that. So it's uh, the cats. Maybe I maybe I chewed the Amazon Alexa chord. I, no, I'm just kidding. But TJ, the ask the lovely page. TJ, ask the lovely Paige right now if she can name three Taylor Swift songs. Go ahead, ask her right now. Oh, shit. She could. She could. Hold on a second. She could, she could go and she could absolutely do deep cuts on Taylor Swift. <laughs> can on you name one Taylor Swift that. album? That I actually couldn't, to be I, I couldn't I name could albums. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Just no. <laughs> It's just not, it, she can she'll she'll do she'll yeah. run through everything the whole discography discography. I'm sure, if she saw her in concert, she must be able to name a few. Yeah, she knows all of them. Yeah. She knows all of them. She all right, knows. Paige, you're here with us. I need I knew the one. I knew the song. Shake it off. I need help. I need you to give me hints and reminders for the Taylor Swift songs. Oh, so you have to name them. Yes, you're on with us now. You're on with Greg, Grumpy, and myself. Help me, Hi, remember. Paige. Hi, Paige. How you doing? Hi, Paige. Um, Give me a hint. There's okay. the one, there's the really old school one. It's like never getting back together. Is that the name of the song? I mean, no. Oh, fuck. Ah! No. Ah! Give me a hint. Hey, I was, was going to ask Paige. Um, Paige. There is one that. What, what type of song? I mean, you the know, crimson one. There was something with crimson in it, right? That is true. What about Midnight's? We just had you listen to all of Midnight's with me. I uh, have. You got to give me a hint, uh, Paige. How do you think the Islanders are going to be doing this coming season? <laughs> she thinks the Islanders are doing great. <laughs> she thinks. You know what? She knows she as much as the Islanders. 
She knows about as much of the Islanders as, except she knows Matt Barzell, which Matt is like Barzell, the shake, yes. which is like the shake it up version of TJ thing right there. She just knows Matt Barzell. She, right she says she loves herself some Matty B. Give me a hint, Paige. I need some help. Just give us the songs because this, this bitch going on too long. I'm not gonna sing these songs. No, for just you. Uh, you know what? Just name some songs to Taylor Swift, and I'll be like, yeah, I remember that one. You need three songs. Hey, the man. You hear me sing the man all the time. Okay, there it is. Yeah. Okay. What other uh, songs? Paper rings. I sing that one all the time. Okay. Oh, so that right there is three. I think, isn't it? That's three. Maroon. It's three. You did it. Oh, maroon. Uh, okay. You it's got it. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> okay. You got him. I was going to ask Paige. What is T? Paige. What is TJ's favorite food from Bucky's? Paige. Okay. Now. You've got you've named them all now. Now, Ray's got a different question. (laughs) With the music, Paige, uh, Greg wants to know what's my favorite food at Bucky's? The brisket sandwich. Um, you like the burritos. Ooh, Uh, what what do I like on the burritos? What type of meat do I like at Bucky's? It's the barbecue, everything. With like it's like a breakfast barbecue. Oh, those are good. Those are good. The brisket sandwiches are good too. Grumpy mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah. Bucky's is good. Now I'm gonna say, Paige, should SunX do a better job replenishing the waters for uh, Grumpy? Now, would SunX do a better job replenishing the waters for the Grumpy Old Man? Yeah, because you drink all of them. Uh, hold on, me? I'm not even there long enough They're to both drink the same. all the waters. They're both the same failures in that regard. Oh, stop. Thank you. Thank you, lovely Paige. I'll see you in a Thank bit. Thank you, Paige. Thank you. Bye. Good. So there we go. We got a few Taylor Swift songs. Now, there yes. it is. I hate to say, could you hum the man or paper rings? I don't. When she said paper rings, I don't know what paper rings is. She said she sings it a lot. I don't know. Um, that was Paige's first appearance on the show since I met, you told me she was on it during the COVID era because you guys were running out of material to talk about. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, so that the was the first the time grump. he was back in the show. Playing the stump the grumps of, uh, where they take <laughs> modern <laughs> terms and see if I could guess what they mean. Yes. <laughs> I was about to say it was always that was always a good thing. But uh no, I don't I could not name. I know the one shake it off. Hmm. There's other ones I probably know. Like we're never should actually back bring together. back. I actually like the stump the grump uh idea. You should probably bring that back. I, you I know, know what you know what up happening, Greg? I knew everything. Oh bullshit. Uh, so I couldn't be stumped. Oh, stop. <laughs> um, how about this heat? Yeah, man, it's hot. It's hot as hell. Yeah, it has been a warm here. summer. Um, uh, he got right said Fred written all over him. Right That's said that. Fred, yes. Right said Fred had the hit song called I'm Too Sexy. That's right. I'm too sexy <laughs> for my coat. Too sexy, whatever. Oh, <laughs> too sexy okay. for sure. Okay. That's a 1980s um, tune for certain. Jake 90, 91 or 90. No, 92. I think that was a hit. Jake K, Grumpy. says, Grump. Yep, my my favorite, favorite band is The Clash. My favorite song is Something About England. Bank Robbers, my second. I also like Magnificent Seven. Right, this is Radio Clash. Power sign. Um, Ghetto Defendant. Guns of Brixton. Police and Thieves. Police on my back. Charlie Don't Surf. I love Charlie Don't Surf. Straight to Hell, amongst others. What are your favorites? I like I like Train in Vain. Um, and I like uh, Brand New Cadillac. I love the song Clamp Down, personally. Clamp Down is great. I love that. Go to the Clamp Down. Yeah. 
and I love Charlie Don't Surf. Mm. So many. I, I, I fun. like London Calling is almost a perfect out al double album. Yeah, people say that London Calling is similar to the Rolling Stones' Exile on Main Street. It was so good, and it was only sold for seven ninety nine. Mm. They never charged double like double album prices. Everything was cheap by them. Then they did Sandinista after that. That was a triple album, which I thought was a lot of filler, but they had some good mm -hmm. stuff in there too. Really underrated. Then they would, got real political. And their most commercially successful album, of course, was Combat Rock, which had Rock the Casbah and uh, Ooh, Should, should I, I Stay or Should I, I Go? Uh, and that was the end of the band. Uh, really, Grumpy, which record stores did you used to go to the most when you lived on Long Island back in the I'm, good old days? You know, I can see it. I don't know if it was... Record World? No, Goodies. Sam Goody. Sam Goodies. I'm trying to, it was Sunvet Mall. I used to go to Sunvet Mall, TSS stores. They had oh, a record cool. department. Um, but I, I think in the Sunvet, no, it, was, no, it, was, uh, it wasn't even, the, it wasn't even, it was the Sunrise Mall you're talking about? It was like out in Massapequa? No, no. It was more towards the, uh, more towards the end of the island. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I was Not, more of a Nassau I, County type I, of guy. The, I can see the building. I see the strip. I see it, um, but I cannot remember the name. But that's why they had a big record store there. I used to go there all the time. TJ, what would you say is your favorite record store? Um, there's too many to pick from, Greg. It's yeah. there you go. Stuff I've got Bucky's. too many I like. Yes. Would you say, <laughs> would you say Bucky's is your favorite record store? I would agree. I'd agree. It's it's it's, it's a utility knife. It, it's one fix all. Uh, Andrew says Bailey's favorite punk rock song is probably Gungam Style. Grumpy, you know Gungam Style. See Bailey hopping around like that. <laughs> it's I a could. Bailey style. <laughs> Max Power, Grump. Best grunge band, Allison Chains. Best punk rock, Sex Pistols. Best heavy metal, Iron Maiden. Okay. I like all three. I like all three of those selections. Oh, okay. Allison Chains had some good the songs. Sex Pistols, I mean, yeah, um, Allison Chains was great. Never mind. I mean, never mind. The Bullocks was a really good album. That's kind of like a perfect album, isn't that, Grumpy? You know what? I don't think people appreciate it, and it, they were so short-lived. The Sex Pistols. Right. They came to America in 1977. I remember their first tour date. I think was in Atlanta, and they broke up like a week later. Yeah. I mean, that's and they you never heard from again. And then Sid Vicious uh, overdosed. Yeah. I mean, what? How? I mean, how often? How soon after that? Not too often. A couple. They of years broke up in early '78, and he died in early '79. There you go. There you go. I mean, it was quick. Yeah, that's when rock and roll stars used to die young. Um, David Sean McDonald says, "Grumpy man, a raving it out with glow sticks and MDMA." And Zeppelin was great. Um, Bruce sucks. He sounds like a dying animal. <laughs> he did not have a great voice. Oh, man. Um, let's see here. A Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Um, and it's fantastic. Brendan C. says here, is it me? Or was Tonelli actually the most clutch islander? It's Tonelli and Nystrom. It's Nystrom. Right? Yes. Nice. Well, I mean, but Tonelli was huge in the like whole 82 uh, comeback against the Penguins. To me, it's Nystrom. I, I just, you needed a goal for a guy who had, I'm not going to say, I'll say not as talented as the other players. Bobby Nystrom always came. You needed a big goal and a big moment in the playoffs in particular, Bobby Nystrom. 
Do you know who's a very underrated clutch goal scorer for the Islanders back then? Ken Morrow, if, if you think about how many important goals he scored for them. You know, he had the big one against the Rangers. Now, then also back in 1980, it was the first series against the Kings, which started the whole train going. He scored a, I believe it was a sudden death overtime goal that got the train going for the Islanders. I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's had 20 goals his whole career. I don't think so, but I, I, I know he got some pretty important ones. He did. Like when it came to the playoffs. He did. He did. Still for me, yeah. Bobby Nice from most clutch. Um, Fred D says here, I saw Maiden and Priest on a double bill. Oh, yeah. I was exciting, but I was taken aback by some of the in- imagery. Ah. Uh, Springsteen was overrated. Uh, fake. He was a fake every man. He is a fake every man. That is for certain. <laughs> he, uh, I don't think he started out like that, but he absolutely became that. He's got so much Howard money. Stern. It's tough to Howard Stern's another one, right? But that's what happens when it's tough when you have a certain formula, and you're that's that's what your formula is. That's you know I'm portrayed as this, and it's tough to get out of that groove. And you know it's been a success. How many people actually go and change what they do as they change as people? Very very few. Very few. They stick. And that's one thing I'll say about Van Halen, where Eddie Van Halen always wanted to. He kind of wanted to change what they did, and David Lee Roth did not. Not um, to uh, toot my own horn, but I just interviewed Wolfgang Van Halen recently. Okay. Yeah, and... if, if if people want to read my interviews, go on twitter.com slash Greg Prado Writer. I just posted that interview on that. I interviewed him for a website called All Music. See, All Music's a good website. I, I, I did a lot of uh, record reviews for them back in the day. If you look really? Right because I have, I have a couple of those in book forms. I'm in there. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I now uh, I would say up. that I would not consider the grumpy old man a fake everyman. I would not consider that. No. Yeah, I've TJ? never changed. No, TJ? He's, not, he's not a fake. He's every not man. a fake everyman. Like Springsteen, like Stern, right? Yep. yep. It was funny. You watch some of the old Stern stuff where it's like Stuttering John fights this guy, and they're at like the Trump Taj Mahal. It's like uh, oh yeah. yeah. Now, in their defense, so those guys, they're in their seventies. So it's off like for it's tough to be a shock jock when you're in your 70s. Sure. And Springsteen, I can't when was the last time you even put any new music out? Um, and his stuff, like I said, I always feel you only have so many songs in you. Mm. And I think some, you know, Born to Run. That's the other song oh. Springsteen plays. Born in the I USA. Say you're up to two. Okay, so there's two. two. There's two. I'm capped out. Two is the maximum. Okay. I just know Bruce Springsteen and the East Street band. What about the song called what about a song called Dancing in the Dark? Do you, you remember that song? That no. was on the Born in the USA album. Yeah. Had seven top ten could. singles. A song called did you ever hear a song called Hungry Heart? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Everyone, everyone <laughs> sings Hungry Heart. Everyone yeah. sings Hungry Heart. But you know, if you think about it, I think musicians only have so many songs, and you hear Springsteen in particular, you get to where everything he has now is the same yeah. little variations on, but it's a, he settled into his groove and they're all the same, same thing with Dylan, everybody. Yeah. I think the one guy who had the, the longest, most productive with different types of music in his career was Paul McCartney mm-hmm. out of everybody. I think TJ, what do you think of the Springsteen song called we will rock you? That's not him. That's uh no, we will rock you. Somebody else. It That's was honestly, it's Scorpion. No, it's not that, Scorpions. That is uh, Aerosmith. 
Aerosmith. Okay. It's nah, not Aerosmith. I don't know who the hell sings that song. Queen. 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 Freddie Mercury. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's Freddie right. Yeah, 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 and yeah. What comes, yeah. They usually, when they always play it, We Will Rock You, and then the song comes right after it. Matter of fact, that, that song. Bohemian Rhapsody, right? No. That's another one by Queen. That is it another is. one. You're right. It is. They had, it is. they had a song. It was the A and B side of the single. And We Will Rock You was the B side of the single. The uh, the A side, which is the big, the supposedly the one they were pushing, was We Are the Champions. Oh, yeah. That's another one. Yeah. Queen's got a lot of good music. Yeah. And if yeah. I'm going to tie it with the Islanders, which I talk about in this book here, Dynasty, the Islanders in 1978, after every victory would play, We Are the Champions. And after they were eliminated by the Toronto Maple Leafs and Grumpy, so that was the most painful <sighs> Islanders loss ever. Yep. Chico Resch, who I interviewed for my book, said that they heard the Toronto Maple Leafs in their locker room celebrating and mocking the Islanders playing We Are the Champions. Oh, damn. So that's what you learn by reading the Dynasty book. These little Absolutely. things that you wouldn't, that no beat writer is going to have because no one's even thinking to ask questions about that. It just, that's one. That, I mean, like I said, that's one of my, I mean, I've said it before. I mean, I just love that book. Just love it. There it is. Put it up there again, Greg. There you go. Dynasty. Any Islander fan should have that book. Thank Absolutely. you. Tony Chi says, TJ's favorite song is Cardigan. Oh, yeah, that's a song. Yeah, there you go. That is a Taylor Swift song or a Taylor Swift album. I just know okay. it's something with Taylor Swift. Swifty. Okay, there it is. <laughs> yep, I'm a big fan <clears throat> of Cardigan. Um, and uh, I went to the big four at Yankee Stadium, Metallica, Slayer, yeah. Anthrax, and Megadeth. Amazing show. Yeah, it's close like 10 years ago now. It's a long time ago now. Nick D. Grumpy, I'm going to let you take over some comments. I'll be back in a second. Okay. We'll probably get all the comments done by the time TJ gets back. Grumpy <laughs> Iron Maiden definitely deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They had the best artwork album covers, uh, maybe in the Artist Hall of Fame, not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Thank you very much. Did, did you ever uh, own an Iron Maiden record? No, I couldn't. No. I, I I didn't like them. I. What was the heaviest metal or hardest rocking album that you ever owned? Oh gosh, I don't know. Black I Sabbath, think, maybe. Oh, I've had Sabbath. I don't know. If that, I don't think they're the heaviest though. I'm trying to think. I don't. I I honestly don't know. I and I have. I still have the albums. Oh yeah, the vinyl, yeah. I, I absolutely have the original albums, and still, and I still, I, I actually still have a record player. Oh, nice. Not, not the digital one, the actual one with a needle. Or the needle, yeah. Yep. Um, but no, I couldn't. I I can't tell you who the heaviest was. But I never like like see Megadeth. No, Anthrax. No, hmm. I just, uh, no. I never liked any of them. Um, B forty B forty says kids were. Taking jobs at the stadiums, Taylor Swift played and would quit the minute the concert started. Brilliant idea. That is pretty slimy, um, but <laughs> I, I'm a cool. Um, Tony Chi says she's a doctor. Don't worry about how much she spent on the swizzle tickets. Just make sure she gives you your ramen allowance. Talking about the lovely Paige and TJ. Um, Fred Diekman says Grumpy saw Al Jolson, Al Jolson for twenty cents. And a lime Ricky. That's go way, <laughs> way, way back. Way, uh, way back. old, but not that old. <laughs> um, David Sean McDonald says $20. Good drugs aren't even that cheap. Um, back then, particularly not as well, just to let you know. Wait, Grumpy, I want to ask you something else. Uh, people forget, too, uh, shows in the 70s and 80s 
What was it with people bringing in M80s and throwing it at the stage? Remember that? I do remember that it was dumb, but it was only some of the heavier bands. That was before, I guess, they started to do uh, searches before you there went to no, Okay. They never did searches. Never did searches. People and the bring only thing, bottles and crap. That was it, bottles. They were looking for bottles, like bringing in alcohol bottles. Right. That's, what, that's what they were looking for. Yeah. Um, before he says, I'm going to meet Potvin, Smith, Trottier, and Goring on Saturday. They're doing a signing in Westchester. Good for you. I wonder how much that costs to get a those four guys signing something. Something mm-hmm. to think about. Um, David Sean McDonald says, TJ gets an allowance. <laughs> Spends like a drunken sailor. Max Power says, my very first concert was actually Metallica at the Coliseum back in 91. First time I got a good whiff of weed. (laughs) I was at that show as well, I remember. It was was December of 91. Frank from Empire State says, I took my daughter uh, for her 16th birthday to the McCartney at uh, Giant Stadium. Seats on the side of the stage, like 30 rows back, were 1,200 combined. A bargain compared to Swift, but I still thought it was a bit of a ripoff. Yeah, considering that he can't sing anymore for certain. But that's what it is. Why are tickets so expensive? People say, well, why are, why are a music tickets so expensive? Because new groups don't go on tour. And the only groups that are popular are older bands. And the people who are fans of those, they have more discretionary income. And they can charge that. No one goes on tour anymore. When I was a kid, every, the summer, there was a new band in town every freaking week and we went to see a concert every week i work all week and then whatever day i had off we'd go to a concert just all the time mm-hmm. i just read that one tj we can go right past that Fred, tj once paid 200 dollars to watch some nerd enter data into an old <laughs> ibm desktop there it is that's what that's what keeps there it is uh pony boy curtis yo prado it's your biggest fanboy, pony boy Pony Boy, what's up, my man? We were uh, both formerly from America, Belmore area. I remember last time we were talking about that. B40, Grumpy. I offered Islanders my Billy Smith game use pads to display. Never heard back. Wow. Giving them free shit. And they're like, ah, we're not interested. I remember the Monsters of Rock tour. The Monsters of Rock at Giant Stadium in 87. I was 17. Metallica, Van Halen, so many great bands. Eric Clapton made a special appearance. Yeah, good stuff. No, I, I don't think Eric Clapton made an appearance, did he? I, oh, you know, maybe did he with, with Van Halen? I don't know. I Who don't knows? know. I, I did not go to that, but I absolutely remember that. That was in uh, 1988, though, I remember. It was the summer okay. of 88. Okay. Next power said, favorite band to see live, though? Rush, hands down. I love I, Rush. I fell asleep. Rush is well represented in the 100 greatest songs of heavy metal, Grumpy. Did you recognize that? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, uh, and But here's the thing. I fell asleep in a Rush concert, if you can imagine. Oh, no, really? Yeah, that's called alcohol poisoning. It was not called alcohol poisoning. It was called something else. So, cocaine, but, cocaine. But no, it was definitely oh. not cocaine poisoning, no. But you, um, do, you smoke too much weed? I'm, all I'm just saying was that oh, I fell asleep during that concert. And, um, I mean, not like I was out for the whole show, but, you know, hmm. like sometimes you're nodding off. and they, Oh, shit. But Neil Peart was... I mean, Neil Peart, what a great drummer he was. Just I think I can name, I can guess one of your favorite Rush songs, La Via Strangiata. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's my favorite one. That is my favorite one. You actually mentioned that about a few months back, I remember. Yes, that is my favorite song. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Curtis says, Greg, Grumpy Old Man knows nothing about music. Don't bother with this fool. 
like I said, there's certain there's certain music that I know about and certain stuff I don't. Herbert Curtis says here, Greg, can I message you on Twitter and give you band recommendations? Yeah, no. definitely. I'm at Greg Prado writer on Twitter. So yeah, look me up on there and follow me and uh, correspond. Absolutely. He's going to be spamming your ass now. So <laughs> no, he won't. My no, first Greg. concert, Nick D says, my first concert was ACDC Heat Seeker Tour in 88. I think I paid 80 bucks. 80 bucks for that? I can't believe I I've seen ACDC. 80 bucks. No, I, I saw ACDC in 86 at Nassau Coliseum, and it was not more than 20 bucks. It was, it was less than 20 bucks. I went to see them in 1986 as well at Nassau Coliseum. Absolutely. Yep, it was in September of, of 86, I remember. And they're always good. They're always good. Always good. They I always love ACDC. Here's the thing. Even when they're playing a new album or were supporting a new album, they they always played the hits. They yeah. they really I don't know if I call them an underrated show, but I don't think people look at them as highly as they should be. I think I think Angus. They, Angus the fellow oh, you know, his, Yeah, he's a good one. Yeah. Angus. Grumpy. I mean, excuse me, TJ, name me two ACDC songs. No shot. He should be able black to get in black. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I thought he'd get. There's one that they play at every single sporting event. Oh, um, yeah, it's like something like that. Um, if I'm thinking that right, no, no. Right. no. Wait, I, I'm gonna see if I could pull it up for you. Give me a hint, Grump. One has cannons in it. <laughs> that doesn't help much. One of my favorite songs is "Giving the Dog a Bone." That's oh, yeah, that's another song. That's Listen. not the one they play. That's not the one they play. It's oh, thunderstruck. There you go. Fun. Oh, he was able to read. <laughs> I would not have gotten that. I would have had. That that. I knew that. I knew the song, but I would not have got that. Maybe. For those about to rock, we salute oh, you. Oh, yes, yes. another one too. Dirty deeds done. Dirt cheap. Dirty deeds. That was with yeah. Bon Scott as lead singer. I love they, Bon Scott. Yeah, um, but I mean, that's always they close. They always. Cl I don't know what they do now, or even if they're still touring. But for those uh, about to rock, they, they close always with close them. with that. That's how they the close. Cannons, yeah. Just great. Black Sabbath was awesome. Says yeah, I love Black Sabbath too. One of my favorites. He says five star review. There it is. Grump. Now, which concerts? The only concerts I've ever gone to, I went with Grump. We see, we've seen Bruce Springsteen. Did we see Sticks or who was that that we saw? Other than we Bruce? saw um, Cheap Trick, The Pretenders, and no, I never saw that. You did. You were there. And that one at the outside pavilion, you know who? I'm yes, yes, yes. Okay. Oh, you also saw Heart, didn't you see Heart? I saw Heart once. TJ did not see Heart. Oh, okay. I can't listen to Barracuda. There's certain songs, and Iron Maiden is the same. That I there's certain sounds that give me a headache. Iron Maiden is one has one that has those sounds. As soon as I heard, I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. And Barracuda. Cannot listen to Barracuda. Were you Cannot. upset that I included Barracuda in the 100 Greatest Songs of Heavy Metal, Kendall? But I, I just skipped over it. Nah. I'm like, ah, I don't need to listen to this one. It gives me a headache. Would you rather listen to Barracuda or a Lou Lamarillo press conference? <sighs> Lou Lamarillo press conference. Oh, okay, good. All I right. can tune out from that. The other thing, it just <laughs> it, I, instantaneously headache. Oh, news. Oh, um, thinking about it. Frank says, yep, the Monsters of Rock was affordable. CD stand or CD stand or CD stand albums uh, made bands money. Uh, this downloadable media is bullshit. And part of the reason why concerts 
costs so much these days. I don't think that's the reason. Yeah, bands can't make money now anymore on album sales because people do Spotify and Apple yeah. Music and stuff like that, and they make absolutely nothing from uh, streaming things. Tony G says, Grumpy got arrested at a speakeasy in 1927. <laughs> he was caught necking with one of Frank's hussies. Oh, no. Hey, you got to admit it when it's true. Oh, Penny, baby. There it is. There it is, Tony Cheese. Oh, Penny. The Lamanites are like dogs. Um, He's called Lamanites. The, the Lamanites. I'm just going to have to call them Lamanites because otherwise I won't get it right. The Lamanites are like dogs. If you don't look at them, they just, they'll just sit quietly. True. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, podcast reminder, fire Lou, fire Lou Lamarillo immediately. Oh, man. Oh, man. Grumpy Man looks uh, the same as he did in 1927, too. Do I haven't aged at all? <laughs> Looky there. Grumpy, it's Matt Barzal. Oh, wow. wow. Who knew he was a big fan of uh, uh, Big Van Vader? Formerly known it's as Leon White. Islanders. TJ, please stop with these. I've seen Islander fans say this, then go on tangents about things nobody is saying. It's annoying. Nobody says these things you say Islander fans say. Grumpy is the man, by the way. I can tell you, Matt Barzol, Islander fans are saying this because <laughs> one of the Lamanites, a leader of the Lamanite, may be saying certain things. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and uh, Lamanites. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, I'm sure we're just going to be doing selective comments from. Yes, that's what I'm doing here. <laughs> last night I saw. Oh, last show I saw was Nick Mason at the Beacon last fall. Pay two hundred two hundred bucks for Nick Mason. Wow. Classic rock shows or classic classic rock artists are much more affordably priced compared to like Taylor Swift and those types of. Without uh, a doubt, yeah. two hundred dollars to go see music. Fuck, DJ, Whoa. you don't. He doesn't understand, Greg. Right? <laughs> And forgive him. He doesn't understand. <laughs> he doesn't understand. understand. Fucking music. He just doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. here, and Greg, you can back me up with this. When you were a kid, there were no video games. Mm. Okay. You you want to know what your video game? You were listening to music. Fuck. You'd listen to the radio and say, oh, hey, somebody at Boston is releasing their second album. Mm -hmm. Boston went three and a half years between albums. I'm like, oh, I had to got that day one. Mm. Don't look back. Day one. Right. I mean, that's what you did. You sat around with your friends. You listened to music. You did stuff. There were no video games. There were no Game Boys. There were no PlayStations. Nothing. Nothing. It was radio or television, but mostly radio because everyone had a little radio, a pocket radio or something that they could listen to. I mean, it just it's just different. And it, honestly, mm. it's not better now than it was then. Everyone I, just kids just sit in their house and they play freaking video games when they're 30 something years old. They lay around playing video games with their other sad sack friends. Are you talking <laughs> about Sun X right now? I'm talking about you. Grumpy, oh. I don't play video games. You do play video games. You absolutely do play video games. I was at your hat house two weeks ago, and what did you do? You played video when games Grumpy, with your sad little friends. When Grumpy was about falling asleep, I played 30 minutes of video games. That's you didn't I, you did not. You said, oh, I'm going to be getting off right now. 45 minutes later, he's still uh, playing damn game. Grumpy still has a problem with time, I see. Time is of the essence uh, for the grumpy old man. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can promise you one thing. I don't think you ever have to worry about me going to a concert in the future. I don't I don't foresee that. I don't foresee that coming up anytime soon. Um, 
guys uh here in the islanders rumors they're going after brett pesci they're not getting him either (laughs) i just it's so it's okay the islanders have no money the islanders have no money so they can't bring in a brett pesci why would carolina move brett pesci to the islanders what does the what do the islanders have that is appealing to give up brett pesci nothing is there any is there is there any player on the Islanders that you think Carolina says, wow, that's an upgrade? I can't think of one. Not that's no. not a, uh, goaltending. Sorokin. Sorokin's a clear upgrade. Yes. But they're not trading Sorokin. That's correct. You just asked, though. Right. But they're not trading Sorokin. That's correct. You just asked, though, who. So I answered. Rick Roma. Rick Roma says here. I, I just heard for – Hard names to pronounce and then send it to TJ for comments to read. Makes me happy. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Okay. Um, okay, let's see here. I just took a very quick peek to see that the Yankees defeated the Mets tonight 3-1. Three, uh, three to one. Woohoo! Yeah, the Mets, yeah. In their, Mets, the, are, uh, Mets in their very mediocre season. Mets are in tank mode now. Tony Chi says Rick mm-hmm. Roma is subtly the best, is sub, uh, subtly the best commenter. There it is. Um, because he knows coffee's for closers. Mario says, TJ, I sent you an article that mentions that about a month ago. That's right, Mario. Yeah, Mario is the first person who sent me that about the, the Lou Lamarillo laughing yep, at, at the uh, the devil's employees. Yeah, absolutely. We read it. We talked about it on that, that podcast, that next podcast. I was shocked that that was actually true. Um, I just don't understand how you could sue someone for la- being laughed at. Um, it's like, who the hell's going to rule in your favor? Just over someone laughing. I don't think it was that. It was probably a whole bunch of other stuff, and that was brought uh, in to try to prove a point. Um, okay. uh, Max Bauer says here, file a Nylander trade under never. Yeah, it's not happening. Like, you know what else I heard pop up just again, uh, just listening around? Oh, maybe Pajot for DeBrusque. I'm like, again. They need a lot of center depth now that – Priest Bergeron is retired. Oh, they need John Gabriel Pajot. Maybe we can get a real deal. Maybe they'll trade Pasternak for for John Gabriel Pajot straight up. It's just so dumb. Yes. It's just so dumb. It's scary how stupid some of these people are. Just scary, stupid. George, Do the Islanders have the most trade rumors that never come true out of pretty much any other professional sports team? They're all made up. Every single one is made up. I'm saying that I'm up there. Some fan, a fanboy site will put something, and they're so desperate for change that oh, it's got to be possible. Not happening. It's not. George happening. B says we've got high hopes. We've got high hopes, Grumpy. High hopes. Um, Who the hell was? What voice was that you were saying? <laughs> trying to get through the trying to get through the comments is the, the <laughs> but, but no, but I mean it's like we've got high hopes. We've got. Uh, that's I mean, what the hell was that? Brian, like Iron Maiden. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Brian Jennings says, "I love my Islanders, even though uh, at this point, I'm not sure they deserve it. Uh, not the players, but the clowns running the show. We suck, top to bottom. A couple players excluded. True. I don't think we suck. I, I think that. we are we are an average team. Yeah, I would say average, or maybe a little bit above average if everything breaks their way." Michael M says, pop no. for five seconds and we're on a Barzal is invaluable train. Yikes. No, no, no. He's not. Here's the thing. He's definitely valuable. He's not worth not. He has not performed at a $9 million a year player pace. Yeah, I love Matt Barzal. Love him. 
And he's, you know, one of my top three or four favorite Islanders. I love his attitude. I, I like everything <laughs> about him. But what if, like the Philadelphia Phillies last year, the Islanders get hot at the right time? Did they have to play <laughs> Carolina? Did they well, have to play I mean, Florida? the Phillies last year beat the uh, Braves, right? Um, did they beat the Braves or did they beat the Dodgers? Think about Florida last year, the Panthers. They got hot at the right time, and the best right. the, the best case scenario is maybe you make it to the playoff or the Stanley Cup Finals and you get bounced. Mm. Okay. Yeah. okay, 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 okay. We're not any of those teams. Correct. And Florida the was Islanders the President's Trophy winner of the season before. And we're not making the playoffs next year. Not happy. If the Islanders make it to a Stanley Cup and lose, is the season a success or a failure? If they make it to the Stanley Cup and they lose, that's a, it's success. a success. Absolutely a success. See, but that's kind of why, see, I'm sick of being a longtime Mets, Jets, Islanders fan, that getting to a championship losing count. I mean, that's not the way... The Yankees think the way the Patriots think. You know what I'm saying? Like, you well, know what I'm saying with that? It's not the way the Patriots used to think. Yeah, right, now right. they, now they think that way, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but now, I'm serious. You yeah. listen to Patriots fans now? It's like we make the playoffs. They all say the same thing. If you, Just getting to the playoffs and anything can happen. <laughs> uh, you know what? Here's the thing. That's technically true, but prob- probably not going to happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned the Islanders. I think coming from a team that – I don't consider very good. We got beaten in the first round of the playoffs against a team that was banged up. Right. That's what people they if Carolina was healthy, that's a sweep. Mm-hmm. That's a sweep. Um but after a team like last year, if you get to the Stanley Cup finals this year, it's absolutely a success. Just to quickly switch, uh, I'm I'm a fan of the Jets. Uh, they're gonna use the old uh, sack exchange era helmets for two uh games this coming year. I like we'll probably talk about that tomorrow, but I'm just saying. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I, I was about to say now, Greg, when you write books, do you sometimes say, Well, if I write this book, anything could happen. Maybe people are gonna read it, maybe they won't. Anything it's like, can happen. It's like, if, when you write books and put that yeah. much time into it, is that usually is like or, the parameter of yeah, I think yeah. I, like, you know, I usually think with a book when I'm writing, it's like if I don't get injured, I'll be able to complete this book and it'll do well. But if I get injured, it's gonna suck. And it's going to, you know, like that, that's how, yeah, I, I, I adopt the Islanders way of thinking when it comes <laughs> to writing books. And like when you, when you're trying to market a book, do you just say, I'm just, uh, you know, these marketing ploys haven't really worked in the past. I just so want to keep doing the same bad thing over and over. Yeah, you're right. Do that yeah. or you're going to make change yeah. up a little bit. No, just keep doing the same thing. Keep, keep putting, oh. keep writing about the same stuff over and over again, even though it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the reason why is because I just didn't include this chapter or this extra quote. Right. Now I'm going to see that the book sales are going to jump. Or if I would use a couple of bigger words, maybe yeah. that would put us over the top. Or, no, or I was, or I was going to say it's almost as if in like one of my books, if I keep misspelling a word and I just keep doing it, the same book, it's the same word, just keep misspelling it over and over and over again. Don't, don't even bother to fix it. Just keep keep doing it over and over. <laughs> there it is. Uh, like Greg but- changed it up. Now he puts Greg Prado presents. Yes, in front of all of his books now. <laughs> that 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 means that I deserve to be on cameo, right? Absolutely. There there five dollars, just five bucks. <laughs> when t- uh, grumpy, what are you going to cha- What are you going to charge when you finally get on cameo? Uh, whatever the market will bear. <laughs> <laughs> so what is that, grumpy? A dollar a cameo? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> so to end that poll, grumpy, it ended up forty-three votes. Sixty-three percent said yes. 
37% said no, Grumpy. Oh, so Grumpy, I think I think you have to do it. I think so. TJ, okay. can you set that up or probably not? TJ's going to have to set that up. Yeah, it's going to be like I'm going to have to send Grumpy. I'm like, hey, Grumpy, you've got a request. I need you to video yourself, and I'll have I to upload it for him. Okay, I could do that. Yeah, or, or, or TJ, I was saying, you could just FaceTime him so it's both of you together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe it will screw. I don't know. We can't. You got to find a way to do it. Yeah, we could maybe do something like that, Grumpy. Maybe who knows? We could do that. It's a, it's a, it's a very easy way to make three dollars and seventy five cents. Yeah. Okay, Grumpy. There it is. You'll charge. We'll charge five dollars. You'll be there. You go, Grumpy. Um, Big Islander fan says Grumpy is not drinking the Lou Kool Aid. Absolutely not. Um, you guys realize thirty one other teams would create space and add map bars all ten million dollars. $10 $10 million worth of cash space. They can all just do that with the snap of a finger at this point in the preseason. I wish Lou Lamarillo would have the ability and the creativity just out of thin air to create $10 million in cash space. He does. He gives away all of our draft picks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lou's, Lou's Lemonade. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, we have female or females as guests. We always start on time. <laughs> This is the longest the Islanders have gone with no first round draft pick, right? It's been two or three years now, hasn't it? It's been four, four years. Four. All right. Yes. So that, that, that has to be a, a record, right? Um, I'm going to say I'm, yes. I'm going to say yes. You think? Maybe. During the shit years, we always pick. I was going to say, Grumpy, I loved in the 90s when they always had the, t- the one amongst the top picks and it always be shitty players or players that wound up sucking. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You always had hope in the offseason. Now, Lou Lamarillo has even stripped this team of hope. I didn't think it was possible, but he stripped the team of hope. At least, like I said, I used to look forward to halfway through the season, I used to set myself up a spreadsheet, maximum points we could get, minimum points we could get, where we'll fall in the draft picks. <laughs> I used to do that. It was fun because when the team sucked, you had to have something to entertain yourself. And then I said, okay, well, we had ourselves a draft pick. We can get these guys. Maybe we can get better in a couple of years. Now, I don't even have that anymore. Would you say the Islanders have stripped you of also your self-esteem at this point? Not my self-esteem because I have I have a lot of self-esteem. Good. An overwhelming sense of self-esteem. <laughs> Too much, you might even say. Good to I, hear. Good to hear. Wow. I just just to give you an update, I'm looking through these numbers. This is definitely a record for most years in a row without a first round pick. For the I bet we, I'll bet you we never even went two years. Wow. <laughs> yes. So you look at these supplemental drafts, they were there, obviously, supplemental picks. But before this time period, yeah, I'm looking at it. I mean, I don't think we went more than one season without a first-round draft pick ever. Yeah. This guy Holy just shit. totally screwed everything up. Yeah. We had no first-round pick back in uh, the 2001 draft. We didn't have a first-round pick. We did not have a first-round pick back in the 2007 draft. Then it was the 2017 draft. And then it was, okay, Lou took over, and then we've had. So we've never th- – holy shit. That's that's one of those realizations you have where it's like, holy crap. We had never had more than one season in a row where we had not had a first-round draft pick. Now we're on four. Four years in a row. Don't you think the Islanders owners should see that as a red flag and maybe do something about it with the general manager? Or again, it's just one of those things, just keep doing the same screw up over and over and over again. 
I don't even think they Maybe realize Maybe they're not that. even paying attention to it. Yeah. I was about to say, we had no first-round draft pick in the 2020, 2021, 2022, or 2023 season. Four and you know we're not going to have one next year either. The hist- Hold on. Lou Lamarillo has been the general manager here for five fucking years, five full seasons. If you want to give him credit for the for the uh, Dobson draft where you were there for two days, you can he do does that. not get credit for that draft. Okay. He has been here for five seasons. We have had one first-round draft pick. That was Simon Holmstrom. The entire franchise history, we have only had three seasons where we did not have a first-round draft. Three years outside of the Lou Lamarilla era where this we did not have a first-round draft pick. This guy has four in five years. Think about that. It's like the four horsemen, four years. Oh, even when we were winning cups yep. every single year, we were not trading no one, first-round draft don't pick. trade away – you don't trade away first round draft picks. We've showed that we've showed the percentage wow. of players who come from where they're drafted. It's first round draft picks is where the players will make your team. You can also, also think that I, I can't comprehend is like why when like, for instance, a player is going to be a free agent like this past year with Varlamov, like why would you trade him away to get some kind of draft pick or something and tell him when you trade him, like, look, we're going to try to get you back next year, but. For now, we're just going to tra- – I guess they wanted to lock up uh, Sorokin, and they thought by trading away Varlamov may have swayed him to le- – who, who knows? I don't know. think so. I just think it was yeah. just failure, just his failure as a GM. Look, I guess. Looking back through it, Billy Harris in 72. 73 was Dennis Potvin. Look then at, you got Clark okay, I just want 74. you to look at the players we got in those rounds. Now, it was shorter, right? It was, there were less teams, so – you. Know, but I mean – Billy Harris, Lauren Henning, Bobby Nystrom, uh, Richard Brodeur turned up good for somebody else. Gary Howitt. Gary Howitt was good. I mean, absolutely. Those are four guys from that draft who made the Islanders and performed really well. 73, Potvin, Dave Lewis, Andre Saint Laurent. I mean, those are three guys. Lorimer, too. Was Bob, good. That's right, Bob Lorimer. Yeah. So you're talking about four guys Gillies, Gillies Trotier, Trotier, yeah. Dave Longevin. Um, and Stefan Pearson. There's another yeah. four guys who were just massive contributors. Look at how many picks they had in 1974. Yeah. Well, you wonder why? They traded veterans. Hmm. Wow. And look at this. When you got more kicks in the can, it's almost like you might have a chance to be successful. Um, yeah. The 75 draft. Pat Price, Pat Price, even though he played a lot of games, I viewed him as a bust. This was not a good draft. Yeah, draft. that wasn't a good draft. I didn't think this was a good draft. Um, Still and first round seventy six, but here's the thing: Ken Morrow, Ken Morrow, one pick. Here's the thing, though: we were a better team, but we had all these other guys that we had drafted were immediate contributors to the team, including the cup winning teams. And we go to seventy seven. I think Bossy's in there, isn't yeah, he? Bossy, yeah, Bossy, Bossy, Tanelli. Uh, hello, I mean. Uh, that's just. I remember Hector, Hector Marini. He played some games. And I then the like famous thing is the Rangers chose Ron Duguay instead of going with Bossy. I remember. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And seventy-eight. Steve Tambellini. Steve Tambellini, who's better GM than he was a player, certainly for <laughs> us. Um, he was really the only guy. Who, and then you had Dwayne Sutter, Thomas Johnson was good. Billy Carroll, Roly Melanson was great. Your first four picks were real contributors to the team. Yeah. I mean, now if you look at third round, you're pick 50. That's like an early, mid early second round pick now. Brent Sutter, 
Kelly Rudy. Greg Gilbert was a good player. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we just we just knew how to – Bill Torrey knew how to draft. Uh, and now is Monty Trottier, is he related? I think he was related to Monty Capaletti. <laughs> I know what that's a reference to, the that's great right. movie called Easy Money. That's right. Yes. Gordonine that's also a, a movie uh, TJ would probably enjoy. I, absolutely. I bet she's never seen that. Probably Easy not. Money? No. No. Rodney oh, Dane. I just want to tell you, uh, judging from this book right here, besides, uh, it was actually, what was the gentleman's name? Jimmy Devolano. Uh, uh, he, he drafted a lot of these guys. Right. And he went on to leave, then uh, took over Red the team of Detroit and led yeah. them on their great run. But mm-hmm. he's a gentleman that never gets the credit, and I was lucky to interview him for the book. And he's yep. still alive. He's, like, old now, but he's, he's uh, in fact, uh, he wrote a book. I got it right here. But teams that are winners. There's a book that he wrote. This is him right here. You wrote wrote that book It's actually a very good book. And he talks about how he helped build the Islanders and everything like that. I mean, teams that are good, it's top down. It's ownership, general manager, coach. If you don't know how to, and that's where we're failing, honestly, is the GM position is just, he's not doing his job. Yeah. You have to, you want to build a team for the long haul. Not for immediate. And here's the thing, we're not good enough. Pat Flatley was good there. But, I mean, by then, you know, LaFontaine, Gerald Diddick was a good player. Miko Makala was good. Um, Jeff Norton was a good player. Not necessarily for the Islanders, but I remember him with, with the San Jose Sharks. This is when they started to draft bad from it. From it yeah. Like 84 on is when they didn't really draft that great. Derek King. Derek King was pretty good. Yeah. He was certainly there in the 93 year. Rich Pallon was drafted in 86. Tom Fitzgerald, he's a good general manager. That's just when Dennis Vasky played a lot of games. Chenoweth sucked. Jeff Hackett was a good <laughs> goaltender. Rob DeMeo, he played a lot of games, not for us, but he did play a lot around the league. Was, yeah, he, yeah. Well, he's a good GM. Well, he was a better GM than a player. That's for sure. I don't even remember any of these players, to be honest with you, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> Travis Green. This was this was the dark times. Travis Green, I remember. But, we were but in the they, dark times here. Scott Yeah. We have been – the first season was 1972. I, the yeah. reason I'm popping this up, to look back through yesteryear, but also to just show you, we only had three years before Lou Lamarillo took over as general manager. We did not have a first-round draft pick. And the entire team's history, Topper Tuzzi, Brian McCabe. Like, look at this. Wade Redden. I look at every single year, J.P. Dumont. Roberto Luongo, Eric Brewer, we were really bad. Mike Rupp, miserable time periods at this point. Tim Connolly, Rick DiPietro. We had, look how many uh, first-round picks we had. We had four first-round picks the year that Connolly was drafted. Yep. And, of course, that was one of the weakest drafts in the history of the NHL. Yeah, it was was a weak draft. And the Sedins, outside of the Sedins, there was nothing else. Um, 2001, first year in the franchise history we did not have a first-round pick. And then you're looking here. Hey, motherfucker. And then you're looking here. Um, the next year we didn't have a first round selection was 2007. Six years apart there. And then you continue looking around. Josh Bailey. Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. 2008. Can you go 2008? I don't think we had a first round draft pick then. Oh. Um, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is you look at guys. But like you had three the- seconds. Okay. You had Bailey was useless. And then you had three seconds. Yeah, and look, there's David Taves, not Devon Taves. But you look at this here. 
Nat Martin, Jared Spurgeon. Jared Spurgeon, yep. So you missed on a few of those first, but you had Anders so many Lee. selections. Yeah, here's Anders Lee in that two. Anders Lee, Casey Zizekas, Nielsen, and Kostadin both played in the league. Yep. Um, Calvin DeHaan and John Tavares. And John Tavares. How could you complain about that? Nina Niederreiter and Brock Nelson yep. in 2010. Kabanov, they took a flyer on Kabanov in the third round. That's what you do in the third round. Kirill Kabanov had tremendous talent, but he had some issues. In the third round, you roll the dice on a guy like that. It didn't yep. pan out, but that, that's what you should be doing in the lower rounds. Roll the dice on a guy who's got a great skill set, and maybe there's something you can work with. It didn't work out, but you know what? You're not afraid to do it. Mayfield and Strom. Yep. Um, I mean, I remember I thought and, uh, Andre Padan was going to be pretty good, but he wasn't. Griffin Reinhardt bust. Polka bust. Adam Pellick panned out. Yeah, right? absolutely he did. But still, first-round picks. We were able to flip Griffin Reinhardt for a freaking King's Ransom somehow. Then it was Ryan Pulak, right? We've had only three years before Lou Lamarillo took role and Ooh, took, owner, took, took ahead of the general manager role. Two players who really panned out and two who didn't. And I think honestly, they killed Hosang. But Sorokin and Taves, great, great picks. Third and fourth round. Yep. Absolutely. And then you look here. Okay, Matt Barzal. Barzal and Bavillier, Von Sample, and Parker Weatherspoon. I know Weatherspoon signed somewhere else, but they were still playing in the organization last year. Yep. Kiefer Bellows, first round selection. Did not pan out. Olashev. Woohoo. Yeah. I mean, like that. I mean, like that. 2016 draft, we we walked away with nothing really. I don't 2017. Play yep, that was that was another year. Okay, so this is our third year in the franchise history. So 2001, 2007, and 2017, we did not have first round picks, and we still have three players from the 2017 draft, even though they were no first rounders who were still in the organization: Salo, Aho, and Durando. Yep, absolutely. 2018, right? You got Wallstrom, you've got Dobson, Cody Wild never panned out, Ruslan Ishikov, you got Skerek. You still have a lot of guys who are part of the organization. 2019, well, well <laughs> there's Simon Holmstrom, Samuel Duke. But it's like, okay, 2020, no first or second round pick. 2021, no first round pick, already traded away the second round pick. No one from that draft. 2022, no first round pick. Who knows? 2023, no first round pick. You know, we've had, think about this. Lou Lemerlo again. Five players. Five players it come in in the 2023. How many came in 2022? Was it five as well? Five. Five players, five players, six players. How much in 2020? Five, five players. players. You got to bring more guys in than that. Yeah. Fuck. It's I, not even, it's not even that we're trading away first round picks. We're trading. On other picks as well. We're only bringing in five players into the organization every year. That, that you need, you need more numbers. And we're also drafting a whole bunch of overage players as well. Yes, Rajiniemi, he was an overage guy. Kufler, overage guy. Lundqvist, do we even talk about him anymore? I told you, I didn't even need to know his name. He was never going to make it. Did he make it? Nope. Lundqvist, yeah. We've had so many of these guys that we drafted all over-aged where it's like Etu Liukas, he's another one, where it's just like, why? Why are we drafting grinders? We have, okay, I still cannot wrap my head around this. The organization has been around now for 50-plus years. We have had 51 years. We've been around for 51 years. We have not had a first-round draft pick seven of those 51 years 
Lou Lamarillo has been a general manager under five of those drafts, and he has accounted for four of those times where we have not had a first-round pick. Hard to believe, hard to fathom, in my opinion, hard to fathom. If you can't see that he's completely gutted the system and gutted the team, I, nothing will ever show you that. Hey, ask Jersey fans how they feel about Lou Lamarillo. Yeah, I think Grubby went out there. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, same exact thing. And here's the thing. At least they want some cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. But, hey, we're two hours and 40 minutes in. Good way to finish it. I was about to say, good More way to failure. finish it. More well, failure from Lou Lamarillo. <laughs> failure from Lou is right. But, Tell us again. Prospect pools don't mean anything. Well, they First do round picks don't mean anything either. I don't know. Seem to work for other teams. <laughs> All the other teams. Oh. What the hell do I know? What do I know? Jesus Christ! Connor Bedard didn't need him. I'm, gl- I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't have a chance to pick him. What the hell? Prospect? Who cares? Oh, God. These are the same people. If we had a bunch of picks, they'd be saying it's the greatest thing ever. They just they're just goose stepping to the li- to the the rest of the Lamanites, Lou and the Lamanites. Oh shit! You know what I forgot to mention? We don't have a show this Saturday. There will be no show this Saturday. I forgot to mention that. Give me more time for research on my uh, my study. That's right, your study. There it is, Grumpy. Yeah. Um, but Greg, thank you so much as always for coming on, talking some old time Islanders. There it is, Dynasty, the oral history of the New York Islanders, nineteen seventy two to nineteen eighty four. And don't forget the new Greg Prado presents books on yes. the top 100 punk rock songs and heavy metal songs. Yeah, the 100 greatest quibble. songs of punk rock and 100 greatest songs of heavy metal. Exactly. You might quibble with some of the choices, but even the ones you don't believe in, you know what? It's okay. Give them a listen. Maybe expand your horizons a little bit. Now, yep. I, I do want to ask something of Greg before he he talks more about the books. You. How do you respond or what do you think about when people are critical of your books when you get like when you see the reviews? Because like all Amazon products have, you know, positive reviews, critical reviews. What do you think about stuff like that when you start getting critical reviews? I uh, am fairly confident in books when I put them out. I I know I put a lot of research and work into them and all the books I've done have been uh, topics that I either knew a lot about or felt strongly about. So uh, confidence goes a long way, and you're always going to find someone who does not like what you do. And it seems like now more than now more than pretty much ever, people like to just uh, be a negative. For some reason, I don't know why. Like, on like, for instance, Amazon, you could have five people saying that something is fantastic, and there's one person. It's almost like they didn't even like read the book. There's been reviews where people are criticizing something of the book that wasn't even in the book. So it's just. People have too much time on their hands or something. It seems that, like sometimes. That's something I, was, I, think of. I was about to ask when you start to see those, because like there was one I was like, I wanted to look to see if there was really any bad ones or like what mm. the bad reviews said. And I kind of look at them and I said, I wonder what Greg thinks like as a writer when mm. you get like people who who write reviews where it was like one was like, oh, this is a bathroom. I'm like, I wonder if you read the reviews. I remember when we first started podcast. Hey, being a bathroom book is not a bad thing. I don't mm. think so either. But I remember when we first started podcasting, that stuff used to bother me. And then it was mm-hmm. like, I could give a shit <laughs> what anybody thinks. And I wonder if it's the same thing as a writer. Yeah, because like yeah. I know, for instance, like with this book, and I've done a few other books in the oral history format, which I, I know we discussed this last time, but it's 
a bunch of quotes, like it'll be a subject and then it just quotes of people from all the interviews I've done. One, some people on Amazon will complain. They'll say, oh, you know, uh, this writer didn't even give his own opinion about uh, the subject. He just had all these people talking about it. And I feel like saying schmuckhead, that's what the whole thing is about. It's about getting the info straight from the horse's mouth. It's no, it's like, you're not, it's not your narrative. It's exactly the people who are there explaining what they felt at the time, which I think is way more, no offense, Greg, I think is way more important than any narrative you could have put out there. No, I loved it. I thank you. It, what it is. I like to describe it as a documentary, but in book form is how I like to describe it. Go. Yes. Yeah. There it is. I mean, this this is how Greg responds to those. He, he's like, F you, scummer. That's yeah, how he responds back to <laughs> Oh, man, oh, man. You're not getting your money back. <laughs> <laughs> but the best and, and I was going to say, so so Grumpy, you give those two books, the 100 Greatest Songs of Punk Rock and Heavy Metal, give it a thumbs up or a thumbs Absolutely. in the middle. And here's another thing. Greg's books are easy reads. Yeah. It, it's like... You know, the last thing, you're not going to find the print. Well, okay, I make it really big on my screen, so it doesn't mm -hmm. really. But, you know, you're not going to have like a thousand words on a page written like in, uh, uh, you know, serial killer mode or anything <laughs> like that. And you're not going to get bought. They're just easy reads. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not war and peace. Mm -hmm. There's something that keep you entertained. They're light reading. They're good. And like I said, in the Kindle format, um, you just click on the, you want to listen to a song? Hey, you know what? Let's see if Greg knows what he's talking about. You click on something and all of a sudden, hey, you know what? It's not even a song I ever heard before. And then you listen to it. It's like, hey, I'm kind of into that. Maybe it gets you to be into that band a little bit more. Maybe it's not even a band you ever heard of, particularly in the punk rock book, right? Look, I'm, I was going to ask, did, did you happen to click on anything that you wanted to hear? And did you, ever, did you discover anything new from those books? I did not click on anything. I'm afraid to click on that stuff. <laughs> There's also a Spotify playlist if you have Spotify. I know I don't though. I don't have a spot. What do you do? Then put it on your to-do list. That's what I, I and I guarantee you, I will have that done for next time. Okay, good. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm Very afraid good. to click on anything. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm fine with my rabbit ears. I'm fine. With my I'm fine with my rabbit ears. Yes, but I no, I didn't. I didn't click on any of the audio files. Um, but I, like I said, I was just reading the books for myself for the content. Yeah, what it is, is it, it's after every single entry, there yep. is a YouTube link that takes yep. you to YouTube. Or if you want to hear all the songs at the very end, it's a Spotify link. And I can't stress enough, each one of these books are only $2.99 each. A bargain. Yeah. I mean, that's like that's like nothing. That's Absolutely like less than nothing. like a bloody candy bar, isn't it? I don't I don't want to say you should have charged more, but... Eh, you know, I, I figured I would just... You know what? I did it because I wanted to appeal to uh, the... Uh, I was going to say common man, but common person yeah there you go because you already you screwed go. that up earlier <laughs> i, I don't want to say i don't say that i want i don't want to say that's why some of the ladies came on today to make sure you mind your p's and q's all right there there are 2.99 there you go book. now if you click on that can you like show a page what kind of shows are the links and stuff TJ? yeah try it tj see if it works see i want to read a sample if you go on the left, yeah, yeah, click uh, read, read, read sample, and then if you just scroll down a bit, yeah, there you go. Keep going, keep going a little more, and you'll see here. Click oh, here, yeah. To yeah, there you go. Click You're here to listen. listen, and it's really easy. Click here, yeah. To listen. yeah, what it is, it's me talking about the song, and then it's a quote from someone that has something to do with the and, song or it's something, and then it has, I think, it's a 
and then it says dig deeper and i recommend that's three it. other songs and then you click here to listen it takes you to the song to listen yep. to it and that's the thing you know that's that's the thing with the deeper dive right like we mentioned earlier like deep cuts um just really good stuff here's the thing I, I, even I, if you're just looking for music to I, listen i was to. surprised you put um parliament funkadelic in there Again, I'm trying to um, turn people on. I'm trying to also have songs that come as a surprise and also just trying to get people to enter in like a interesting discussion, family yep. members, friends. And I hadn't, listened, I hadn't listened to Uriah Heep in a while. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I mean, I didn't listen to it, but I'm like, oh God, Uriah Heep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't think about it after a while. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, the thing that says click here to listen, you should go back, Grumpy. If you click on that, all it is is a YouTube link, so it's safe. It's not like okay. you're gonna okay. be taken to a spam thing or anything like I that. I can definitely Grumpy, you're gonna be taken to you're gonna be taken to one of those. I, let me tell you something. I I absolutely go into the YouTube rabbit hole often. <laughs> it's so easy. As a matter of fact, if you saw my screen now, I think I have 18 YouTube things pulled up right now. <laughs> I go into I go into a freaking rabbit hole. I'm I'm a rabbit hole guy. What can I tell you? And it's like, wait, I started here. How the hell did I get here? And then you wake up, or then you look at the clock. I'm like, it's three thirty in the morning. Absolutely. Oh God. It's like, yeah. It's I was about to say, even if you're just looking for, I mean, like, it's just I mean, three bucks, three bucks, three yeah. clams, three I clams. Mean, that's mm. not even like. I mean, what's that like? A bottle of soda. What is that in New York? I was about to say, is that it's like a it's not it's like a candy bar if I'm going to the grocery store with not the a candy bar. Candy bars are not three dollars. Wait, so the cost of parking at UBS Arena, how many of my 299 books could you buy? Ten, you could have like 10 13, books. You could have 13 books with a little bit left over. There you go. <laughs> that, and, and and you could find that in the link i linked i linked there greg's author or author page god damn it he did it again arthur, <laughs> i linked greg's author page down there um in the link in the description below so you could go ahead and find all that and um so again you could find the islanders dynasty book you can go ahead and find any of the 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 ranking books that he's written there on rock grunge everything like that you can find that in link in the description below um and also find greg on twitter you can find him on twitter you can interact with greg you can talk about some of your favorite songs you can give hey you can give greg suggestions too he said he's open for also he's not open for suggestions he's not <laughs> that's what he said recommendations that's what he yeah, said he might and say now i'm also and now i'm also on cameo so if you want to hire me i can five uh, bucks. do a greeting five five, five bucks, bucks. And guess what? You're going to get the haircut he's got right there. Hold on. I can get the same hair that he's got. Okay. Well, if that's for $5, Grumpy, I'm down for that. I'll just take all of Greg's hair and put it on you my know, head if that's the Sun, case. Sun X has hair like that. Oh, he does because, not. What, one thing I was going to say about this book, too, is it sells pretty – I think I mentioned this last time. It sells pretty well around Christmas time because my theory is I think people buy these books and they stick Islanders tickets in them and give it to their family yes. members who are Islander fans. Like I said, that Islander book is great. Thank it's, you. It's fantastic. I, I say it every time. Sports, I don't I want to say out, out of all the sports books I've done, that one was probably the closest to my heart because to my dying day, I think the Islanders uh, don't get the credit they deserve for that dynasty era. Not, and I was, I was recently explaining to someone that there's no way in hell that another team is ever going to win 19 straight playoff series ever. It's more important, not more important, but a tougher record than. I, like I don't think you'll ever see a team win four straight Stanley Cups. No, I don't think so. First either, of no. all, but 
they were one series away from I know. five straight. So it's close. Just, today it's just too difficult with salary cap era mm. and stuff like that. It's it's, it's I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's pretty close. It's impossible. I will ever see that. Grumpy, if they win game one of the Stanley Cup 1984, is it a totally different story? What do you think? No. No. I, I think they were just, they were really banged up. They were really banged up in that series. Uh, uh, Edmonton was a better team. They just, well, I hate to admit it, I hated Edmonton. They were healthy. We were really banged up. But that first game, I remember it was one nothing was the final score, and it was on a very fluky goal. I remember. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just it was Edmonton Gear. Yeah, they outplayed us in that series. They did. They deserved yeah. to win. Yeah, it's true. I never, I, I never thought we were going to lose to them. Never. I thought I thought we were going to win that year too, but yeah. TJ, what did you think back in 1984? I didn't have much thought because I was not alive then. <laughs> That was nine years before I was alive, so not much thought there at all. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you so much, Greg, for coming on. As always, we love to have you on. We'll have to have you on, too, talking about Islanders during season always to see what great. you're up to, too. What new books? I wish there was more. I, I cannot. Here's the thing. The in-depth failure of Lou Lamarillo. <laughs> I would be so on board if, if there was an in-depth failure of the New York Islanders. But here's the thing. Got to kind of wait for the Islanders to start hitting the shit heap even more. Then that's going to start sounding like freaking hotcakes. Wait till the end of this year to when they don't make the postseason and things start to look like doom and gloom and lose like I'm retiring. And it's like, who's our new general manager? And we bring in some no, but oh, man, that's when it's like, oh, man, here come the failures. And it's almost like you're going to have to be making amendments and updates. You could do the updated version 10 years after once the, the real true effects of Lou Lamarillo or felt. I, how about I a book? Actually, I was going to say, I, how about a book that a, a book that studies how Sun X was introduced to the TJ and grumpy old man show? Ugh, no, that's, <laughs> that's like not gonna be great. Teeth. Yeah. That's like pulling teeth, you know, but you think about it. We lost our coach in the minor league system. We didn't even go outside the family to get a new coach for a fresh perspective. I mean, it's like if you can't even go out and Get someone to be a new coach in the minor league, someone who's not in the system. Too much inbreeding there. Just way too, got way too much crony capitalism, way too much nepotism, there way too go. much. I was going to say, if you want to have me on maybe sometime in November or something, I'm going to put out my next book for the holiday season, which is going to be a book about rock lists, which I think you'd probably enjoy, Grumpy Old Man. Rock lists? Rock lists. We have famous people talking about like their favorite albums or songs and then i have such lists as like the top five queen songs not sung by freddie mercury oh wow and uh, i things that. like that see that's now see that's that's a book i could really get behind so that's something that we maybe you'll have me back on and we could also discuss how the islander season if it's either in the toilet or if it's out of the toilet at that point <laughs> we're gonna be in no man's land and i be- might actually have where you can do a real deep dive expose on something that i've been doing a lot of work on uh that I think uh, could be problematic for the Islanders going forward. There it is. Do I talk about it now or we're going to save that? Ooh, got to save, save that. No, save, save it. Okay. Save it. Yeah. It'll be next Wednesday. Next Wednesday we'll talk about it. It'll be interesting that. to see come November how the Jets are doing. I'm curious to see how they're going to do this They're going to be doing well this year. They're going to be in the playoffs at that point. You know, I, I, okay, I could see that happening, but I could also see like Rodgers having a season-ending engi- season <laughs> injury in the third game and their season sucking. I think they're. I think this is the year they're going to do well. I hope so. But then again, I thought the same in 1999 with the Jets, and then Vinny Testaverde 
ruptures his uh his Achilles. tendon. Now, whatever the hell he ruptured. It was the Achilles, wasn't it? Achilles, there you go. Achilles. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Jets. But that sounds great. That sounds good there. Um, Greg, thank you so much. As always, thank you, grumpy old man, as always, for coming on, being a part of the show. Grumpy old man's gonna get a little bit of a vacation on Saturday. No show for him, a mini vacation. What about um, Sunday? No, Sunday we should have a show. I'll be back early Sunday. So all right. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in, listening to the show. You can find Greg. You can find him on Cameo. You can find him on Twitter. You can find him on Amazon. Make sure to give him a check out. Make sure to check out the Islanders book to go ahead and learn a little bit about the oral history of the New York Islanders during that dynasty time period. Absolutely. Even if, hey, music's not your thing like it is me, you've got Islanders content right there. You got Jets. You got anything and everything you can hope for there from Greg on that Amazon page. Make sure to give him a check out. Thank you so much, Greg. Thank you so much, Grumpy Old Man. We'll see you guys tomorrow on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, 9 p.m., and then we'll go ahead and see you guys on Wednesday for our next Islander podcast. Thanks so much, Greg, and thank you, Grumpy Old Man. My pleasure. Bye-bye.